and we are on. How's it going, Amir? Hi, Jacob. How are you? Not too bad. How are we doing, Ahmed? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, guys. I really appreciate it. Dude, second guest. That's a pretty big... There's a lot riding. I know, right? right? Like, right first now. the worst, second the best? Tell Elvin yeah. I said that. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> you're here. You're here? Oh. Sure. Eat your heart out, Elvin. Eat Hashtag. your heart out. First the worst, second the best. I don't know. <laughs> well, how's, uh, how's life going for you, man? You know what? It's pretty good. I like it. You know? Yeah? You're up in Ottawa right now? Yeah, I am. I'm... Uh, I got there in February, beginning of February. Uh, so I'm there for an internship right now. Halfway through my internship, they were just like, hey, you want to go to Ottawa? And I was just like, why not? And so I went to Ottawa. So yeah. like one time I was in Ottawa, I'm pretty sure it was like for like a model NATO conference thing. And uh, Humblebrag. On like, uh, yeah, Humblebrag. Humblebrag. Yeah. On like Saturday, everything closes so early. Dude, it's a government town. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's a government city. Do you know what I mean? One of the funny things about that is that it's weirdly clean. Ottawa is so clean. But yeah, on Saturdays, things close pretty early. That makes no Damn. sense. That's when you're earning money the most as a business, right? If you're a restaurant. If you're, like, yeah. Restaurants were closed by six. They were closed by six. By six? Really? Maybe was there like yeah? Event. Was there like a special event or something? Maybe, I was just dumb. Maybe I was just you're just dumb. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're a private business, you're allowed to open whenever you want. So, so I mean, like, what do you mean, like, it's a government city? Like, what what determines that as a government city versus like a, you know, like there's a, like okay, there's a lot of like I guess the best comparison is like the way Toronto is laid out versus the way Ottawa is laid out. Like Ottawa is very like um, clean. You know what I'm saying? It's very like everything is very particular in the way that it's laid out. There's a lot of greenery. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like protected spaces for 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 pedestrians. On the what one of the coolest things I've never seen is on the highways there are specific bus lanes, like not carpool lanes, just for Those buses. Yeah, yeah for buses. Like you don't see that on the four hundred one. Right. You know what I mean? That that was pretty sick to me. Like and they have on all over downtown Ottawa they have specific bus lanes for public transport. They seem to take their public transport. A lot more seriously than people than tra- use it. Yeah, but there's also a lot of negative stigma in Ottawa for the public transport because apparently it's never on time. Oh, oh that's, yeah. that's I pretty. I mean, I've, it's casual you know, everywhere. You, you, you gotta risk it for the biscuit, man. It's public transport. Like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's there, but that's that's cool. They have like a highway system <clears throat> for like buses because. I mean, like, they're notorious for being late. Might as well get faster, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's make a lane. That Okay, that makes it sad then. It's like, yes, you have a dedicated lane, and yet you are still late. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. But uh, they have, like, a driver crisis or whatever. They can't get enough drivers. I don't know, oh. to be honest. Oh. I just got there, you know what I mean? So, so, so. You're just like, yeah, bro, I don't really know what's happening. It's my third day out here, you know? Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you uh, do you use it? Or do you nah, just drive I just, I just drive because my, my work requires me to drive everywhere. You know, I have to alternate between sites and stuff. So I pretty much need a car all the time. So so uh, you're, you're there for work. Like, what do you what do you do? So I'm a construction coordinator, basically. So I basically help with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the best way to say it. Yeah. No, but I, I help with like site logistics and stuff. So like if uh, if there's a steel shipment. For example, we got to lay steel, build a thing. Well, then I got to make sure that the steel gets here on site at time. Yeah. There's a lot of weird things. Like, it's, it's hard to get, like, a big truck of steel, especially after the right. trucker convoy. Yeah. yeah, It's hard to get a truck anywhere in downtown Ottawa. Right. Right? Um, there's, like, if you're missing things, like, uh, bolts, or if you're missing things, like, 
I don't even know. Like just certain whatever you need to mm-hmm. to make it so building. You're coordinating I guess. where things are going. Exactly. Yeah. Coordinating people. Sometimes you have to alternate people between job sites because of the you know like there's not that much skilled labor out there right. anymore. Like what happened when uh, the convoy happened? Like what was the whole situation there on your end? And- Dude. I had to go through like five checkpoints just to go to work Damn. every day. Like when they when they when they actually full on shut down downtown Ottawa and they right. were like and 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 they were like nobody's allowed in downtown because we're getting these truckers out of here. I had to go through five checkpoints just to get to work and to home. And for context, my ho- my ho- my house like my home was two kilometers away from my job site. So in so yeah. in two kilometers, I'm going through five checkpoints just to get to work. Yeah. It was insane. It was insane. And at the time, like. Uh, I was staying at an Airbnb in in, in Gatineau, which is you know yeah. Gatineau mm-hmm. right next to Ottawa, yeah. right? Just cr- cross the bridge, yeah. right? But they had shut down all the bridges except yeah. for one, right? Because yeah. they didn't want the trucks blocking those bridges, and so traffic like what should be a ten minute drive was sometimes uh-huh. like an hour commute, Damn. just oh. because of just because of the it was insane. Mm-hmm. And once they got the truckers out of there, like they still decided to close down Wellington Street, which is like the the street the that they occupied, street. yeah, the main street in front of the parliament building. So now that's in limbo. Like it's a big throughway that people rely on, and yeah, like, nobody knows what they're gonna do with it. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's still like closed right now. It's still closed. Yeah. Oh damn. Like not all of it, but just the part that's in front of parliament. Right, it's just right. still closed. I mean, they'll just keep it there like that. Honestly. Yeah. They, I mean, they're still like there's still people waving flags around. Like, that's yeah. Still, that's during that. So like uh, there was news. I think I was reading somewhere online. I was saying like they want to. Do it again for Canada Day or something. Yeah, like that. oh, the uh, that's why I came here. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> ran away. Yeah, I ran away. Yeah, because I lived downtown, so it was like right. it was. But that didn't do anything for your like shipments of like steel or anything like that for construction bases. They had to. They had to give them like really special um, security forms in order for them to present to the to the police officers to allow them in and so, uh, and in the beginning when they first started shutting down like we didn't know that so a lot of trucks were getting turned away oh, and wow. we had to get to bring them back it caused a lot of this oh it was a pain in the ass it was <laughs> a huge pain in the ass pissed off everybody but that's just what you gotta do i guess yeah, but now like, things are a little bit better now yeah things are better now yeah but they still i guess the city of ottawa it's like ottawa police like they kind of walk out like ptsd from okay. from oh, the yeah. tracker call yeah so so anytime there's like a like an event ever since then every time there's an event in downtown ottawa they always have these like vehicle exclusion zones where it's like no more on-street parking in these parts of ottawa mm. for any event you're just not allowed just to park exactly wow. just in case they they're very that like sucks though yo like they had to now that all these rules are there just because like they decided to do that one event and now like from now on it's just it's just gone like you do anything else exactly. you can't park in the street no more there's all these other rules you gotta follow like exactly yeah no it was kind of it was kind of annoying at the time yeah, yeah. it was it was definitely and on the honking too it definitely <laughs> got yeah it definitely got were you near like the epicenter of it like your house like when dude you're yeah asleep like, and everything like, yeah like, i lived in downtown ottawa <laughs> i live in downtown ottawa so was it like was, honking at night yeah there oh, was God. honking at night all the time and it, it, it really like it's easy to read this stuff on the news and be like oh you know like to be desensitized to it yeah, yeah. right but when you're actually there like imagine it's like it's like tuesday night you're trying to go to bed your balcony doors closed and it's like beep 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 it's like yeah. bro sh- at, at some point it's like sh- just go home you know what i mean it's like you came you made your point just go home Please you know come back tomorrow. whether or not what like it's like it's like at this point or not even if i was someone who agreed with you you're pissing me off because i want to sleep right for yeah. work yeah you know what i'm saying it, you're, this is not exactly the way to get your point across. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so i you said people you guys had to move certain people from job site to job site because there's not enough like 
skilled workers or whatever yeah dude there's like um like like if you're for example someone in the trades it was really cool to get like that kind of perspective yeah if you're someone in the trades you're not really working for the same company for like more than a year maybe really you know what i mean yeah Yeah. like like maybe like maybe you'll be hired by a company and you'll work there on a certain job until Uh the job is done and then they lay you off and then your union gets you another job with a different company uh that's doing another project and you just keep alternating like that because the fact that because construction is very cyclical you know what i mean you don't know you'll always be making a building right Right. and so and and there's and so there's not enough it doesn't make sense to hire someone in that skill trade full-time if you don't know when you're going to use them but at the same time if there's not that much to go around it doesn't yeah. make sense to have someone like loyal to a company that's just not working because there's no work when yeah. they could be used elsewhere else. you know yeah, what i mean but like if i was like a welder and i had to like weld something i could be like one job site like in the morning and then somewhere else the next kind of thing if it's like quick or if if you were if you were working for the same company that and they had, had two di- and they had two right. different projects, okay. they might like tell you, "Hey, weld there and then go weld there." Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. No, I, I've heard there's like kind of like a, a like a dichotomy between, I guess, like an engineer who's walking the site and like the people who are working there. And sometimes there's other. like oh, a yeah. lot of animosity, yeah. and there's like, yeah. like, you're not doing shit. We're the one in the in the boots in the yeah. line, and you're just watching us do it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like sometimes the engineers will come and like they'll make fools of themselves like they'll mm. say something completely stupid <laughs> like as like a field solution because sometimes even if you plan something to an extreme right. right at the end of the day when you actually go to do it in the field it'll come out completely different you know uh-huh. what i mean and you have to understand that just because you are an engineer doesn't mean you're a handy person right. like you could right. be an engineer and you and you could and you could not know how to turn a wrench you get what I'm saying? So it's some, just technical. Exactly. So sometimes an engineer will give like a really stupid solution <laughs> to something. And like, for example, one was like, one offered the solution to weld something on rubber. Whoa. Mm, yeah. Damn. Right. And like, I need this tech. That's, that is a, that is a <laughs> PNG that gave that, wow. by the way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, and so the guys in the field were just completely laughing at this person, but no one really like <laughs> right. is going to, yeah. Like, you know, embarrass that person on the meeting, but it's like fair enough. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so have, like, yeah, go for it. Thank you, Jacob. Have you ever tried to? I don't know. Do you, do you ever get the opportunity to like actually do something, or are you just like always full like doing technical stuff? Like, well, I'm not really allowed to like okay, you know, touch stuff because I'm not really qualified. Right. I can just imagine, you know. You know, discount weekend is carrying a pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> discount weekend, discount funny, weekend. funny. Nah, <clears throat> what's it called? Like even something as like like there's a bunch of steel laying around, and like one of the foremans, the guy who's in charge of yeah. the other construction workers, was like gonna carry it, and I was like, hey, you want me to help you pick it up? Simple act is yeah, picking yeah. it up. He's like, no, you need clearance to do that. You need you need to right. be like qualified to work with steel to do that. It's yeah. very like damn. Even though you can like drive across the sites and stuff like that, like, yeah, it's just like you picking up like a. You know, yeah tool yeah no, no. Sa- safety no is, yeah safety is serious like, yeah safety is actually a big deal you, you know like there was um i don't know if you heard but in london there was like this parking garage or a business or something like that but um generally like what we heard as students was that the engineer that made this place didn't make the foundation right oh god and the whole thing came down oh seriously like, i think it's it's on like i think it's on the news it was like a, a major thing in london where like that engineer for the rest of their life like can't do anything or like pro- manage a project so like i guess like that question that statement t- leads into 
you know, when you graduate, you swear by something, you get an engineering ring. Generally, yeah. I would say for some universities. Yeah. But for like yourself and being like into the industry, like how how much room do you have for error? Like as somebody who's mm. leading a project and you're making a recommendation, say if that recommendation is just absolutely bullshit and something happens, like what happens to you? Dude, like they do, um, like for like you know. When they build massive skyscrapers, for example, uh-huh. right, hundred-story skyscrapers, right, something on that scale, even something on that scale, they're working in like in like margins of millimeters. Do you know what I right. mean? So things have to be really accurate, uh-huh. and any minor change to the original drawings have to be approved by an by an engineer. Uh-huh. Have to be signed off by an engineer, right? Or else right. you're pretty much done, right? something as like like i don't know the full story about the london parking garage but something like the foundation for example that's really like that's that's not really one engineer's fault considering it's in a it's an entire team of people that work on every little thing in in construction more than one person would have to sign off on a exactly foundation i mean i mean like don't, don't quote me on it like it's like from what i heard no but right no but there. you you are right because i because because usually like you have entire teams of people that do something but it's one person that signs off on it right. because that one ah, person okay. has the pn the accreditation right and that means that they're held liable for these kind of things so scapegoat basically yeah right Mm -hmm. so something like a foundation is like you know to me the first thing that it hints at is a complete Mm -hmm. failure by a geotechnical assessment team right right? right. to 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 assess something like the earth or the soil under the building right because you can't build on every type of ground or soil right? right but for but like the one engineer that signed off on it he's the one or she's the one that has the like the professional engineer accreditation so they're the ones that are held liable so so you see a lot of people in industries where their png isn't as relevant like in software engineering for example nobody ever goes for the accreditation because all the accreditation means is that you're held liable for shit. yeah right you're right who wants to be held liable for shit yeah that would be terrible but that's but that's what you're going for yeah, because in civil engineering, it's a little different. You kind of need to have it, right? Because if if you're if you're gonna make something that's gonna house people or you know hold yeah. people, you better damn you sure have have Probably. someone who's liable. Exactly. Yeah. So compared to your previous internship at like Miller Group or you know where you are right now, in terms of the position, in terms of responsibilities, is it more like you know a, a one size fit all where you're stepping in and you're doing the same type of work, just different aspects of it or do you get a different experience every single time depending on the firm and the project definitely a different experience every time like there are some like like fundamental similarities at the end of the day but um my first two internships with the miller group miller group was um in ash like their their main focus is asphalt paving right so they pave roads Mm. and highways and stuff like that right um or even highway interchanges and stuff. Yeah. Right? Like um like there's a I don't know if you guys know, but there's a like a, a big deal, like a massive fifty million dollar interchange that's happening on, on St. Catharines and in Glendale by the mall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that a fi- is, like, torn up, yeah. that's a fifty million dollar project because that's the second interchange of that type in Canada that's being built. It's called a diamond diverging interchange. Oh, that's hype. Yeah. yeah. And it's I don't and know it's, why I know that, but I, I think it's hype. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a diamond diverging interchange. And if you're like a big traffic nut, I guess I'm a kind know, of a big traffic nut. Okay, For some reason cool. I know sounds about cool. the diamond interchange. Yeah. And that's the second one out of Canada yeah, that's being damn. and it's being built right there. So it's a massive project, right? So it's cool to see the kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um the company that I work with now, Walters Group, they they do they focus on like um structural steel design and fabrication. So they do things like their main focus is like just making steel for buildings, mostly skyscrapers. Uh-huh. Like, and they have really big projects. Like they, they, um, those two new towers in Manhattan, the Manhattan Southeast Towers, yeah. they supplied all the steel for that. 
and they raise all steel. So it's an international company. Yeah, it is an international. Based in North America, though. They're, ha- they're from Hamilton. They're from Hamilton. Yeah, they were made in Hamilton, but um, they're spreading internationally. Yeah. Mm. Actually, like, uh, you said that, you know, when you're living in, you know, Ottawa, like, your expenses are fully paid, right? Like, everything. Is, yeah. Like, you're living, eating. Everything. They gave me an allowance, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, is that is that common across the industry in terms of, like, civil engineering internships and everything? Like, for example, if you're, like, tomorrow, they send you to Vancouver, like, what are they, like, are you... If you're there for eight months, are they expensing that entire thing? Like, and if that's the case, like, like, you don't really have a lot of expenses. Yeah. Well, I mean, in civil engineering, you can't exactly like, you know, log on to Zoom and then be right. at the building, it's right? Like, you yeah. kind of, it's it's a very physical, like, on-site type of job. So sometimes you do have to go places, especially in person, for things like even like meetings and stuff, right? right? And so obviously, if, if it's part of working, you know, they have to expense that, right? Because mm. my original contract was like, I'm supposed to be working in Hamilton, right? So I right. got myself a place in Hamilton. So obviously, they're not going to cover that. But halfway through my internship, for them to be like, hey, can you go to Ottawa and Fair do enough. this? Then yeah. It's like, yeah, we'll yeah, pay your expenses. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, But yeah, and you're, for example, like in Vancouver, if, if your job was originally like to be in Vancouver, right? Then you're probably going to pay your own expenses. But if your job wants you to go out to Vancouver for something temporarily, then they're going to have to cover your expenses. So it was just because of like the situation, basically. Yeah, because okay. the situation. I yeah. think it's still super cool that they asked you, though. That's, yeah, that's it is I... really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun. You know what yeah. I mean? It is really fun. So Does that, um, like, for example, like, since it is steel and like infrastructure for large projects, are you just going to be cycling through like bigger cities or would they send you to somewhere like obscure, like, I don't know, like Nevada? <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, they could really send me anywhere they have projects. They have projects pretty much anywhere, but... So can you request that? Like, do you do you have a say in where you want to go? I don't know. Not really, because they just asked me that because um, one of the, uh, one of the uh, site superintendents was retiring. And so they just needed someone to fill in and help with, uh, with the workload, help the other superintendent with the workload, right. right? So that's where they were like, hey, you know, you want to go to Ottawa? And we'll cover everything for you. I was like, sure. Right? That's really why. But um, it's a completely different position. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. I went from a, being a project coordinator to a, to a construction coordinator. Right. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So so that kind of was just, like, my managers coming to me and saying, hey, we ha- like yeah. this happened. Can you go? But things like, like, when I worked with project managers, for example, right, they would pick up projects in, like, you know, different cities like Boston or New York or you know, Calgary or, and they would constantly, like you constantly see them fly, fly there and back for things like meetings or things yeah, like site inspections yeah. or things mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? So, um, it is common in civil engineering in general to have to travel for work and for them to cover it for you. Right. Um, I guess in my situation, it's not really like a request thing. They just said, Hey, we just right. need someone there. Can you go? So your, your first, sorry, the first, position you had before yeah. they moved you was what pm like no like project coordinator, coordinator. yeah so i worked okay, under okay. yeah so i worked under a project manager and honestly i got really lucky because the project manager that i got was um he he wanted me for something really specific you know what i mean ah. like most like most project coordinators when they come they kind of just help uh like many different project managers yeah yeah with just overall paperwork right right but this guy took me under his wing and he was like and he was like this is a lot more complicated stuff and we focus on like contracts and pricing um changes because a oh, lot yeah. a lot of changes happen on a job right mm. so 
So we focused on things like contracts and, and pricing changes and, and estimates for, for field construction and stuff. And that was really cool. I, I loved that, right? Yeah. That, was, that was a lot so, of fun. So that over what you're doing right now? Nah, that's nah. better. So it's, it's like I got like the, f- f- with the transition, yeah. I got a much higher pay, okay. like net, but much less responsibilities. Which kind of uh, sucks, yeah. Right, like, yeah. like at the end of the day, I want like the, the like you know the rewarding work, of course. But I can't really argue against less work, more yeah. pay. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But better work life balance, a little bit better. Yeah, oh no, much better, much yeah. better. I just I do miss like the you know because you know when you were doing something hard and that took you time. Intellectual challenge. Exactly. You yeah. feel yeah. like you're changing because of the world. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like, do you find that like because you're doing different roles where you're still in civil ends, like it's essentially just like adding a different tool to your toolkit that eventually when you come to maybe full-time work um you have the ability to be maybe like you know multi-dimensionally yeah, you spread all the tools because you can you you have a little experience in everywhere but you're not really uh, a specific like i, I guess that the thing that i'm an, like i'm comparing it to is like you know for example in like a banking or a finance internship you're doing one thing in your internship and that translates to just a little bit more responsibility day in day out in your full time and that is kind of like the cookie cutter what you get in your internship is just a magnitude three or four times bigger in full time but because yours is like hey i'm doing project coordinator in one time and now i'm construction coordinator it seems like very different roles so how Hmm. does that lead in terms of i guess you know going to a full-time role like do you have to go down those particular two streams and amplify your experience there or do can they just throw you anywhere else you know what like there, there usually is a disconnect between between um, the people in the field, the people in the office. So me being able to do both is pretty cool because, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a project coordinator, I was someone who was just in the office, you know, looking at drawings on my computer all the time, right? right? And I might not know what any of those terms that I'm seeing on the drawings actually right. mean, right? Because, um, like, I'm just, I don't have that experience yeah. yet or the knowledge yet. But when I go on site and I see it in person, it's completely different. Right. Right. And so having that kind of experience is, I think, honestly, is crucial because there's like at the end of the day, if you're an engineer, you're designing something that's supposed to be built in real life. Yeah. And so if you've never had experience seeing something actually built in real life, then that takes a that takes that's like, I guess, subtracting from your knowledge of how to effectively design something properly to be built on site. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because yeah. you, you can't just design something. You also have to think about how it's going to be put up. And if you don't know how to put stuff up, then. That is a good point. Yeah, you know I mean? I honestly. Okay, so what's the process then? Figure out how to, how to, um, so make a drawing. And then after figure out how it's going to be put together. Or is it like, okay, if I'm going to make this foundation, how are we going to put this foundation together? Next step, how are we going to put these walls together? And then like next step kind of thing. Or is it just like done like separately? Well, usually it's like it's usually there's like an owner. That's okay. the person that gives the bid. Okay. That's the person that says, "Here's what we want." Oh, right? Okay. We want something like this. They give like a very vague. Right. You know what I mean? And then, not like in most cases, some people, some owners are like exact. But like, in bigger projects, right? Yeah. An owner will be like, "We want something like this," and then they work with architects, you know, and designers to come up with what they want. Right. Right. And then that gets passed off to like a like a structural engineering firm who actually goes like, okay, well, you kind of need like this specific type of thing here in order to keep the building stable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like concrete here, steel here, whatever here in order to get what you want. And so that it doesn't fall. Right. And then after that, it goes to subcontractors 
who who like you know a concrete subtract a subcontractor right. or a steel subcontractor or things like that who then they their job is to figure out okay how are we going to put up our portion of the scope of uh, the project okay, right, right? right like if we're the steel company how are we going to put up the steel for this building in the way that they want it right uh while also not disturbing the other subcontractors yeah. like the concrete or the glazers like people that do the glass you know what i mean yeah so it's do they really take into like consideration the other people like or yeah is there, is there always beef on the job dude side? um the construction <laughs> yo i don't know man in my mind it's just like i'm just thinking of like two dudes that are just like yo bro i gotta park my truck here and the guy's just like nah i'm putting mine first like you know you know what funny enough it does ha- it really depends on the job okay on the types of job what takes priority yeah no um, no on the on the types of job where everyone's making money because the planning was really efficient and there's not that many changes care. right nobody really gets angry right. everybody's ready to give out favors you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. here we rented this equipment you can use it right yeah. no worries but on certain jobs on certain job sites where the planning was so dismal at the point where it's like <laughs> where it's like where it's like like you've underbid the actual projected cost of the project then and you know you're gonna lose money on the project everyone is trying to penny pinch from everybody you know right. every favor becomes tracked every every favor becomes invoiced every favor beca- you know what i mean so it really depends right. on it's more business to business exactly than like oh yeah hey exactly hey, hey, pal, it's, it's all business basically yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's interesting. I actually had no idea. Like that's how the whole the, yeah. the chain works when you're building. So something. yeah, that's so actually kind of crazy. So people aren't making money. They're happy. People aren't making yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. This is like a business within a business, right? You have yeah, your, it's your like you have a size. business that made like what yeah. you want, and then you talk to other businesses, and then you have to expand those. It's like a pretty big tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, it's pretty yeah. fluid. I mean, like, I guess, curiosity speaking, like, what's your opinion on like you know civil eng going into it? versus where you are now like like do you like it hate it is it what you're expecting like you're i'm guessing you know you're doing this internship you wanted something full-time in it right yeah well you know what um funny thing about civil engineering it's uh it's 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 ranked one of the least productive industries in the world and i think (laughs) and i think the only industry that it's more productive than is like hunting and fishing Oh, Damn. yeah. I and, mean, like, in, hunting in ter- and fishing is like nine times out of ten, you don't get it. Exactly. Yeah. But it, like that's in terms of productivity increases. I mean, not like uh. net productivity. Productivity increases. Mm. So there's like, for example, like what I'm trying to say is that in the construction industry in general, right, they're pretty much operating in a very similar way that they were like 30 years ago. Right. Right. Like they just like when I was in the Miller Group back in like 2020, they just switched over to submitting like bids in PDFs. Instead of <laughs> instead of literal letters, See, that's crazy. because wow. of COVID, right? Because of, like <laughs> these people did not know yeah. what a PDF was, wow. right? Until COVID, and they had to know what a PDF was. Like it's just it's insane, right? And so and so, for example, like and you see it in the sense of like you know modern company culture in things like tech companies. You know we have beanbag chairs everywhere, oh, yeah. sweater machines for everybody. Yeah. You don't see that in civil engineering. In civil engineering firms, you know, everybody has an early morning start. People right. come in in like business, like yeah, business yeah. casual, you know, business outfits, right? In person meetings, yeah. no one really likes team or Zoom. That's only if that's like if it co- has to. Yeah, COVID yeah. accelerated that change for them, and that's just because these people were. Well, should, it's not really their fault. It's kind of difficult to adopt technology in construction. What are you supposed to do? Like have drones fly yeah, yeah, steal everyone? Right. It's just it was it was difficult for them to adopt the technology, but they're starting to. Do you think that's because. OK, so I don't know what the average like the average construction 
person that we're talking about looks like but yeah. like what do you think the age like median is for that kind of person like obviously you're very young yeah you know, you're going to these places and you're like dude you guys just learned about pdfs like yeah you blew their minds with that so like <laughs> if it was younger people working at these places do you think there would be uh, they would try to like change it drastically or do you think what is, is there aging, right now is, is good? an aging demographic is it the, yeah that's basically <laughs> yeah. Like, is there an aging demographic which is why it's not going anywhere yeah Okay, in in the field side of things, like right. the skilled labor side of things, absolutely. Like yeah. nobody, re- nobody young really goes into skilled labor anymore. It's right. really all old people, right? But in the office side of things, to be honest, I hope so, right? Yeah. Because yeah. because things like um like from what I've seen with my peers at least, most of them chose civil engineering because they hated programming. Like right, we, in McMaster, right. we had a first year general year, and so a lot of people took programming class, and they chose civil because they hated the programming class. Yeah, I remember. They, you yeah, told me, like you hated it. Yeah, and and there, this was a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah, and, and to, you know what? I really liked that programming class afterwards, oh, and that's go. why I decided to do a comp sci minor because right, yeah, yeah. You know what? There's a lucrative opportunity there. If someone who oh, yeah. who understands PDFs can come in and that blows <laughs> brains out, bro. That's a bit of an oversimplification. Next time bring a really big monitor. To your office yeah. So they can put the drawing on it, and they're gonna be they're gonna go crazy. That's a bit of yeah. That's a bit of an oversimplification, but really, like if 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 like just technical knowledge in general. And yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like you need someone to pioneer it. There is kind of like invasive or i guess the term is called um i don't know what the term is for like uh new um like disruptive technology that's what i'm talking about like things like um very vague buzzwords like building information management or virtual design and construction Ah, right right where engineers are starting to use things like like a lot of sensors or even ar or even vr to kind of get a perspective of what they're designing or what they're building it's it's really only available to like the like uh, in a research environment for the top construction companies, Fair enough, yeah. right? But like, one the point I'm trying to make is that it's in like the pipe work, and it's, it's in the pipeline. It's coming, it's coming it's exactly. Coming, yeah. It's coming is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. There is a change coming, and I, I like from my perspective, what I saw was like, if I'm someone who is a civil engineer. But also can show that I'm comfortable with technology. You're like at the forefront, yeah, exactly. Of the yeah. industry progression towards you know innovation, exactly. Tech adoption, right? exactly. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So exactly. that's kind of what I was going for when I decided to take a comp sci minor. Damn, when you huh. find a gap in the market, give me a call. First, we'll start startup going. <laughs> start raising uh, funds on on the podcast. You know, and, like t- technology specific to like the civil engineering side. Like, if you're saying it's so early to be adopted, then it's probably not a lot of you know, legacy players that they only hire or they only buy tech from. And so it may yeah. be... Yeah, they uh, probably don't care. Like, uh, if you can get me my product at this moment, this time, fine. It done. makes it efficient, makes my streamline yeah. work a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Like, there we go. Oh, I'm all for it. There we go. The thing about construction companies is because of, um, like, lower profit margins and uh-huh. because of the complexity and, and, and the amount of bureaucracy that's involved yeah. in, in, in just normal operations... There's like there's there's very few key players. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like anybody mm-hmm. can come in and all of a sudden start a company and start designing skyscrapers, right? <laughs> it's 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 a very it's it's like a handful. Like the companies that do that are known. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's what I'm trying to say is is that that's an established industry that's difficult to be disrupted. But these like the the bigger companies have the resources to adopt that technology and really and really spend lackluster money like that to really yeah. develop it because they don't really have that much 
outside. They don't have to worry about that much competition outside right. competition. They know who their competitors are. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. legacy player, you have the history, you have the experience, so therefore you're more trustworthy than a newer person stepping out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But uh, I guess like pivoting a little bit. Um, oh, Jacob so, wants to pivot. Yeah, a little pivot. <laughs> um, your nickname is Onos. Oh yeah, there's a really funny story behind that. Um, so when when you know when I was in my mom's uh, uterus, just chilling, right, <laughs> as one nice. does right? in my yeah. own man cave, right? Well, I didn't expect to go that far back. <laughs> I was like, oh, far okay. back, bro. Origin story time. Origin story time. Origin story time. My mom, my mom found out that my uncle from my dad's side, my uncle's nickname was Onos. That's what people called him uh-huh. as a joke and stuff. And so she laughed at it. Right, she was like, "That's a ridiculous name." Yeah, and, and so, you kicked. huh? And you kicked. No, no, no. So, so my dad was like, so, so my dad just to piss her off was like, <laughs> "I'm, a, I'm gonna get everybody to call this baby Onos," and that's all they called me when I was born. Oh no! They even, they didn't even call me by my name. Like they just called me Onos <laughs> just no, to, no, just to spite my mom. Yep. For what's it called? Did you have like a moment where you were like, "Wait, my name is actually Ahmed." <laughs> like, wait, okay, on. nah, because everybody on nah, my mom's side was drilling it into my uh, name is Ahmed. Don't listen to these people. But do you respond to it, though? Like, if someone calls you that from your family, you go, turn you your head. a little, you're like, oh. Yeah, no, my dad's side of the family still all calls me that. Like, oh, that's wow. just that's just how they know me. That's just how they know so, me. Are you close with, like, your uncle, then? <sighs> I'm not really, like... So, like, I mean, like, he is, like, notorious for it. So yeah. I'm, like, naturally, I'm thinking... Yeah, you get, y'all gonna you're, like, the embodiment of a younger version of it. Well, I don't know about close. I guess um, like I, I, I mean, I see like he lives in Milton, so I see him. Oh, okay, yeah. I see him from time to time, right? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he's a cool guy. We, we laugh about it, from, like you know, when yeah, the story comes yeah. up. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know about like close. Close, close, but like you know, family. Yeah, family. Yeah, exactly. Family. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. You were born in Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah, Kuwait. I was born in Kuwait in two thousand. Like yeah. literally right after the Gulf War. Mm. Mm. Mm, interesting yeah interesting. how was it like do you remember that at all <sighs> man i don't remember i like i was only there until I was six years old oh i mean and I then i came to canada so like i just remember like you know fragments of images and stuff yeah. right of like so your most of your family is there or here i'm guessing here. no i don't have i don't think i have any family in kuwait uh it's just my dad and my mom my dad and my mom moved to Kuwait for jobs, uh-huh. and they met each other in Kuwait. But ironically, they're from the exact. They were born and raised in the exact same city in Egypt. Oh, damn. They just never met each other there. Mm. Born the same year too. Wow. Yeah. Yo, that's a coincidence. Yeah. No, my. I think my parents are, um, like, five months. No, that's not, no, not five. Seven months apart. Yeah. In in age. Uh-huh. Right. Like they were both born in 1970 in Alexandria, Egypt, and they just never met each other until wow. they met each other in Kuwait. It's a small world, man. Yeah. Small world. Uh-huh. But so you grew up in Egypt. No, I don't. I don't think I've spent. I don't think I've ever spent more than two months at a consecutive time in Egypt. All right. Yeah. Like so just, just basically, like you're, it's like a, it's like a tourist spot for you. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kuwait wouldn't give me a birth certificate because mm. my parents aren't aren't like, from there. Aren't from there by blood. But like, then what about Egypt? Do they 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 gave they me an addition birth certificate and an addition passport? Yeah. Because like um because like I guess like doing a little bit of research. I mean like Egypt. There's a lot of different hoops. For example, like when you're going through like the government and at the time before. I guess like the like revolution and everything like that. Oh, back in two thousand eleven. Yeah, so like, because I know like the difference between like the government before and afterwards was like kind of corrupt, not corrupt, 
and then kind of the like the revolution there like what was like did you did your family experience any of that while um to be honest with you because i know some some people i I, in university like they're egyptian and like they grew up with like certificates and everything that like they've lost oh because of that um the flipping of the government changing people your families are you don't find them anymore you don't know where they are so like what's like what was your deal because i mean like you don't have family there in egypt yeah oh no most of my family is in egypt okay so most of them are in egypt yeah pretty much all of them except for like two uncles where obviously right now you have a, like a very like a very north american perspective into everything and so like, yeah when that happened like did you is, was there any like changes in your family in terms of well anything? my my media family we got our citizenship in 2009 okay right. and so after we got our citizenship I, we just threw our, our egyptian passports Oh, oh I, wow. like they made me throw mine out because right, right. Egypt has mandatory conscription. Oh, yeah. So if you're all oh, right, so, so if, I'm, if yeah. I'm not a citizen, like I don't have to go back to join. Like, exactly. So I'm not a Egyptian yeah. citizen. I don't have to go back to join the army. But uh, so at 18, because I'm not the only. So if you're the only boy in the family, then you don't have to. Right. Because they want the family to have their only son. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but if you have brothers, then you're required at 18 to go and serve two years in like basic training. Right, mm-hmm. and you're basically a reserve soldier, and okay. if a war happens to break out, then you're basically called upon to fight for your country by force. Right, it's right. mandatory inscription at the age of eighteen. Everybody has to go serve in the military. So, but ironically, like it's easier to navigate through Egypt with my Canadian passport than it is with my Egyptian passport. <laughs> I mean, I, that would make that would make sense. So that does make sense. There's no point in having it. Right. Uh, yeah. So do you go back to visit your family? Not really. I, I, no. When was the last time you went? Like Egypt. I'm going this August, but hey, hey. yeah. Like just visiting a couple spots and seeing family. And yeah, then- my 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 parents are leaving July. My whole my whole family except for me is leaving on Monday. Oh, wow. And they're staying there until like until mid August, August 16th or 7th, mm-hmm. August 16th. And I was like, I'm not gonna go there for that long because I don't like going to Egypt. Really? I just, yeah, I just don't. Why, why not? I, it's just not my thing. I just don't really like the like. Um, I mean, people will probably hate me for this, but I just don't really like the culture there. I don't really like... Mm. Uh, I mean, you grew up here. Yeah, I just don't really like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just not no, much there. It's yeah, just like, not I, much I, there for me. I, that makes sense. You know, and I'm not really like a family-oriented person. Like, I'm, Which Egyptian culture is more like, you know... Extremely, extremely family-oriented, right. right? I just, I just, I don't care enough to know, get to know <laughs> my cousins or my uncles or... Because yeah. they're not, they're just disconnected from me. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's just a good point. There, and, and plus, and plus... Like, like, um, I would never really see eye to eye to them on anything in life, right? That makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I told my parents right. that I'm not religious. Like, I told my parents that I'm not Muslim, and they was and they were and they were like, okay, you know what? At some point, they were like, you know, that's mm-hmm. your decision. They learned to accept right. it, but they were like, just keep that on the low. Don't tell anybody. Right. Don't tell your siblings. Right. Don't tell your fa- don't tell anybody yeah. in your family. Right. And now you're on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm talking about podcasts, right? Yeah. I mean like in a way, like at a certain point you get to make that decision, right? Like there's a lot of times where you're told, I guess when you're growing up, like this is the way things are. And yeah. Your family holds specific beliefs, whether it's political, whether it's religious, and then eventually you go move off you you like wait right you're like wait like why like why is this the thing that it is like what's the reason why the world revolves the way it is yeah um but i guess like for regarding like going back to egypt a little bit thing like like when you went for the first time and the second time and then like we're going back again how many times have you been like i think you said like what did you say three times or 
four times from from like from when i was born in kuwait until i was like until until i left kuwait at six years old i pretty much went like every summer because it was only a nine-hour drive right right so my parents would drive us every summer we stay there for like the summer and we come back right um after i left kuwait to come to canada there was a, a long period where i didn't go back from 2006 until i went back for two months in 2013 so the summer to the summer 2013 and then after that, I, I didn't go back again until the summer of 2019. And mm. and now they're going again. So it's like like when I went back in 2013, we pretty much just spent the time with like family and stuff, right? And yeah. I just like it was just kind of It's a little bit different. Yeah, like you I like nothing to do type of thing. Yeah, it's just like 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 seen sure the, seen the pyramids too many times. <laughs> yeah, they're just triangular prisons. They haven't to changed. Me. It's still triangles. There. Still it's there. Big triangles in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Fair enough. You Fair know, enough. That's all I see. Yeah. But, like, I mean, like, have you explored any other countries around Egypt at all? Or do you need... Because um, I know, like, for example, like, if I if I go back with my parents and whatever, yeah. like, we're, we're not just in the city that I was born in, but maybe some other countries nearby, but also if Hong Kong, Shanghai, that area. Oh. Like, you're already there, you might as well. Yeah, yeah like, you're, 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 you're in the country, but if there's nothing to do, you can go to, like... Vietnam for the day or something like that. It's right? funny that you say that because I was having this like I was having this conversation with my dad when we left Egypt and came back to Canada back then. And yeah. my little siblings they hated Egypt. They were like, I don't even want to go back to this country no more. <laughs> and the and the reason why the reason why is because my family, like my dad's side of the family, they're pretty they're pretty well off. They're pretty affluent. right, but they refuse to move out of the ghetto that they raised in. Oh, because ghettos in Egypt aren't the same as ghettos here. It's not like there's crime or whatever they're just poor people but when i was talking to my uncle about it back in 2019 he was like like alexandria for perspective alexandria is a city of like 20 something million people massive city right massive city right but so i was talking to my uncle about it i was like you could afford to like you know move to a a nicer place why are you in this like dung hole basically yeah and he was like why would i leave if everybody here knows who i am i know who everybody is you know what i mean I come on any sort of rough time. I know that this person in that apartment will come help me and give me food. I know that this person will come yeah, help me right. and give me. The, you know what I mean? It was just like, interesting. Like being in your family. Exactly. The yeah. very like. Back, um, it's a circle. We're back to culture again. Right. Yeah. It's just like the communal perspective that they have. The so then, like, towards. you differ in the sense that, like, if you were growing up in this in the same area that, you, like, you're close with everyone, but you had a different socioeconomic ability, would you? Like you, you differ in that perspective. Oh, I'm extremely individualistic. I hate right. community. I hate tradition. I hate <laughs> right. any sort. Of, I think it's all arbitrary bullshit. Mm. That's just what. I, like I, I think that the word tradition is just a fancy word for we forgot why the fuck we're doing this. <laughs> we're just here, but right? we're gonna do it anyway because people before us did it. So then, like I, I guess curiosity. Like, do you ever like crave a certain like food? Like you're like. You know what? That's a unique question, right? Because like, if you're like, oh, I don't like the way it is. I don't know why. But like for me, like I grew up, my first thing like in my mom's head was rice. You know, so yeah. Typical, but like I gravitate towards it. It's just something on the menu that's that. And it's like, you know, it's not very, it's kind of basic in flavor. But yeah. Like, you give me like, you know, like a basic marinara sauce for a pasta. I'll choose a plain rice every day. Because it's just like, that's what suits me. Yeah. But for you, you know, someone that seems like a little bit more rebellious in terms of, you know, what is typically standard of a very cultural family, is that is that also something that, that you 
mean to or you kind of you don't care i definitely i de- I, I have nothing against um, Egyptian food because honestly uh-huh. I think they definitely made that right. Nice, nice. definitely made that. It's right. so good. Nice. It's so good. But I definitely do have a bias towards like just to being inclined just against mm. anything cultural in that sense. Anyway, like I just I find myself like anything that has to do with like Egyptian culture or just even Arab culture as a general. Mean a way a little bit. Oh, but even but I guess culture in general as a whole i kind of just tend yeah. to lean away a little bit that's you know? fair enough but i guess arab culture for but some reason that didn't answer the question what about the food my guy oh no the food's great All like right, i right, i right. definitely you'll, you'll go uh, for that like, i'll i'll enjoy a mean falafel nice, every now nice, and then oh, okay yeah. yeah yeah fair enough yeah i'll enjoy a mean falafel every now and then you know it's, it's still <laughs> it's, it's still nice yeah well i had a voice crack there puberty <laughs> yeah i mean that's a little bit different from, from like your like your family Oh yeah, we're talking about my family's philosophy, not my voice crack. Yeah, I'm looking at a mirror right now. Yeah, he's, there, he's giving me the death stare. No, I'm not. I'm just looking. It's just like yo, speaker. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, that is a little bit different than my family's philosophy. Yeah, what is your family's philosophy? Because my family's philosophy is this: don't speak to that was a that was an office reference. <laughs> you know where Michael Scott? You haven't watched the office. I've seen the office. I just don't. I've, you know I haven't seen is? all like, of the my episodes. Philosophy is is this: don't ever talk to oh, anyone yeah, about anything, anything for any reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same with yeah. Because, yeah, but for my mom's reason for that is like the evil eye and stuff. Oh, no, that wasn't the actual reason. That was just me quoting Michael Scott. Oh, He's nice. Still doing it. <laughs> you know so what? You know what? I respect. I respect the philosophy. Of my family, yeah, um, would be that I don't know. My family is very much like yeah, they 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 were very traditional like kind of thing, and um, obviously like exactly like Jacob growing up, it was like always the cultural food. Like I would gravitate towards that over like anything. Um, yeah, always around family. Like you know, we would just I would say it was pretty typical like Indian family kind of thing. Obviously, like I grew up here. Like I was yeah. born in Canada, so. For my parents, they obviously brought culture and tradition from India when they moved here. But for me, like, I was bas- I was like, just, you know, just a Canadian boy and I was raised like an Indian kid. So it was like a little, a little confusing. But like, eventually, you know, you meet other people in school and throughout life and you understand that, oh, this is this of this part of what I'm experiencing is culture. And this other part of experiencing is just like others culture. You know what I mean? It yeah, it took me a long time to really get a grasp and understand where they were coming from. Um, like I hate culture, but at the end of the day, like I'm kind of forced to respect people that do have an inclination towards culture and yeah. tradition because I understand why they have that inclination. Like if you look at a lot of different societies around the world, um, they're they're just run based on like a different way of dealing with consequence. Yeah. Right. 100%. And like for the West it's it's a it's a fear of guilt. You know what I mean? Any any wrongdoing you have is policed by your own personal moral guilt. Right? You hold yourself accountable, individual responsibility. When you go somewhere in like the Middle East where religion is king, mm-hmm. right? That is more fear based. You you step out of line, God will smite you. Yeah. You know what 100%. I mean? Exactly. That's exactly what we're told growing up too, right? They're just like, yo, you did that, like I don't know about your life, man. Exactly. Like, and it's all it, it, yeah, and it's all based on fear. Yeah. You do not listen to these like you do not heed these warnings. You do not do your role as a citizen within the community, right? You are disobeying an omnipotent power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's through fear, right? If you do something wrong, 
you 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 feel the consequences not through guilt of of a failure of your own personal it's responsibility channel. it's a whole different channel exactly you yeah. feel it through fear of god's about to kill me yeah. you know what i mean like yeah exactly Dude, imagine being like six year old like you did something wrong and your mom's just like yo god I ain't gonna forgive you for that like i'm yeah. terrified bro like, and 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 you see things like for example like 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 um like i don't know if your mother ever says this but my mom would be like oh the reason why you fell on the stairs is because you is because god's punishing you for not listening to me Bro, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that like, happens. It definitely has happened when I was younger. And hundred percent. Uh, but then, if you go more east, um, towards like Southeast Asia, where religion doesn't play as big of a role, but they're so interconnected to each other in a community sense, it's more shame based, right? right? Yeah. It's like shame on you for not, uh, for not pro- like what's it called promoting social harmony amongst your fellow community, right? Yeah. That's why judging and. Yeah, uh, they yeah. Pr- they they prioritize um, social harmony yeah. over individual liberties. Yeah, right. Which as is, long as- it's it, that becomes a separate channel as well. Again, then right, like it's exactly. not like your individual self telling you, oh, you know, like shit, I shouldn't have done that. Whereas like now you're like, shit, what what the hell are like? All I've let down my peers. Neighbors? Yeah, yeah. I've let like, down my peers. They're just gonna be like, well, okay. Yeah. It's just like a whole different thing. It's just it's just I I personally feel like having something like that on the back of your mind is just like why like you know what i mean like sometimes it's just like okay, i made a mistake i'll deal with it like yeah why do i have to worry about getting smited <laughs> so is that like like from a genuine curiosity point because like i know when i moved here at least like my family was not very like spiritual in any sense like, yeah i grew up in a you know i went, went to catholic schools all my life but the reality is like you know my parents never prayed at a, at a table before and it's like therefore i'm like I don't, I don't really, I don't see a reason for this. Am I, I'm not really ignorant to say that there's no such thing as a God, but I, I do think like, you know, like I didn't grow up in that kind of culture. And so I guess the curiosity is like, you know, is that the reason why, like, for example, like people who grew up or even they are born here, their parents are immigrants or they have a very strong religious kind of background. They gravitate towards each other because it's easier relate to one another rather than yeah the like aspect of like for example you going to go play a golf game because you know the only people there are are people who are quote-unquote white they don't understand you and so like for you i guess like my question is like did you start with like i guess congregating with people who are similar in terms of like your family culture but then you're like i don't i don't get this and then like you have to find your own way and when you do find your own way, like how do you find a group of people that are similar to you if they're more rare? It was it's funny because um, I when I was growing up, my dad had placed a very big emphasis on like on like oh you need more Muslim friends. Anytime I went out and he would ask me who are the friends I'm going with, mm-hmm. right? Would you? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, and 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 I would list names that weren't obviously Muslim. My dad would be like upset, or my mom would be upset. They'd be like, "Well, you need more Muslim friends. You need you need more Arab friends." And I was pissed off because I was like, "Dude, like the Muslims are the worst people. You know what I'm saying? They're the worst people to hang around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I'm not yep. like oh I'm I wasn't saying all Muslims. I'm just saying in the general <laughs> environment that I was in, I was like, okay, look, like some of the Muslims are cool." Right, but these ones, like you're, the people you're telling me to hang out with right now, are people that I sh- really shouldn't. I know I shouldn't be hanging out with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, from when I come I know, I know who you're talking about. Exactly, <laughs> and 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 it was it was difficult to get that across to my dad, right? Because I was because my dad thinks, oh, Muslim can't go wrong. 
You know what right. I mean? But it's like, because it was like fear of God. These people don't fear God. You're going to hang out with non-God-fearing people? I'm like, fuck yes, I am. <laughs> what you mean? Right? But it, it took him a while to kind of, my dad definitely had like a um, an introspective enlightening at some point because he, one day he was like, he looked at me, he was like, you know what? Like, I will admit I was wrong. And the people that I told you to hang out with at first are people that, I am really glad that you didn't end up hanging out with. They're not the play. They're, they're not the play. <laughs> they're not the, yeah, no, they're not the abort mission. Exactly, exactly. No, that's right. fair enough. You know what's funny is when I was growing up, um, so I used to live in Mississauga, like, when I was young. Same. And a, and my parents, the reason that we, I would say the majority, a, a good percentage of the reason that we moved to, to here was just so that, like, at this time, there weren't, where i used to live basically, okay, i don't know how to put this straight it was just a lot of indian people bro my yeah. parents were just like okay like realistically i don't think you've seen any other human within like a three kilometer radius like and you're like <laughs> you're like six you're not gonna you're not going further than that or whatever you know yeah. you're gonna hang out with your neighbors with people who are around you and everybody was just like another indian kid so my parents were like hey you know what like we need to get you exposed to other cultures like you That's can't just be stuck here you know what I mean? So That's I think interesting. Part of that was probably because probably the opposite reason as to what your dad had is like my parents probably noticed that those kids were just not good enough. You know yeah, what I mean? Like they're sure. just like eh. Like, like I, I completely related. I didn't know that, but I completely relate to that because like my parents were like, yeah, as much as like you know you, your other friends, family friends are Asian that we grew up like you know being close to that. I don't want you to be like us. yeah. I don't want you, like you don't need and to I'm be like, the same. Wait, what do you mean? Like. You're like like the whole idea of being, I guess, like marginalized into your own, your own group and not being part of the broader, I guess, society of like understanding this, trying out different things, like doing things that are quote unquote like white or like whitewash um, is like stupid in my, in my parents' brains. They're like, you are in Canada. You're in a very multi-diversity, like diverse Canada. Take advantage country. of it. Take advantage of it. Why are you every single day going to a boa place? Like, well, that makes no sense. Learn a sport, try things that, like, I would never be able to learn. And for the first time in our family history, you have the ability to change the perspective and the direction and the journey of where our family goes into the future. And as much as you have a very central idea of where we come from, I don't want that to be a central, like, foundational pillar for where you decide to also place your pillar. Because... If you are always the same, you're not changing anyone. You're not changing, you're not being a voice for people maybe that are coming here and doesn't know how to blend in. So that's the only way that they go and get along with people they, who are similar to them because that's the only way they can get by. And so one thing my mom always did when we were little was like, we're in a food court or something, this is the easiest thing. Like mom would look at like Jimmy the Greek and was like, get that. I'm like, what is that? Like, I don't, what is a tzatziki? Like I have no fucking clue. Yeah. But like I'll grow up, like I'll eat, like, you know, now my mom's like, hey, like let's go try Indian food. Like yesterday I had like- Bro, this guy um, texted me like, yeah, he's I just had, like, he spam like, texted me like, bro, what do I get? Yeah, From yeah, where? I went, out, <laughs> I went to a Northern Indian place that yeah. was like that. I was talking to a the server there. It was actually a Northern Indian and uh, Nepalese. Nepali? Ne- ne- Nepali? Yeah. It says yeah. Nepalese. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is interesting. And my, what I'm used to is like, I guess, what's like Elven, like Southern Indian yeah. foods. I'm like, wow, I'm getting the same dish, but it's like a very different spice yeah. profile. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And my mom would be like, yeah, like, try Greek, try this, let's do Italian. And I'm like, I'll go out and try every single thing. Re- meanwhile, some friends that are, you know, like, pretty 
Right, yeah. Like why? Why bother? That's really fucking wise, yeah. bro. That's really. My dad just took a whole. Like, my dad, like Egyptian lawyer, Egyptian real estate agent, Egyptian. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, it, it just, yeah, like he just true. definitely kept it within because yeah. that's where he felt most comfortable. And yeah. he just in. And my dad loves the idea of community. He's right. he's a huge community role model. Yeah. I mean, like he, bro, like he co-owns a mosque. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, yeah, the Peace Mosque on Dorchester. Oh. Right off of Dorchester, wow. yeah. Now where you going? Come but uh, but what's the like like he's just he's really big into the idea of, uh-huh. of of community and 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 being there to support. I had a conversation with my dad. Yeah. Um, we can tell because huh? <laughs> we can tell you had a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we it out. yeah, no, <laughs> no. Like me and my dad were having like I guess like a like a little debate about our different lifestyles because yeah, yeah. he, like, he knows I'm extremely individualistic right. and I know that he's extremely community minded. And so my dad was telling me about how, about how like, um, he was like, if, if, if my sink breaks right now, yeah. right. We, what you would probably call a plumber yeah. and you don't know what the problem is. He's going to come here. He's probably going to see that it's something really simple, but he's going to charge you 180 bucks for the hour of work. I, yeah, Cause that's yeah, the going rate for a plumber. Right. Mm-hmm. I could call my friend yeah. who's going to come here and fix it for free yeah. because he's my friend you know i know his i know his mother i know his father i was there for his for his daughter's birth like he's gonna do this for free yeah right or if not at least he's gonna give me advice or connect me to someone who will and i was like you know what i completely completely understand you yeah, but what you're not looking at is the other costs that are associated with this plumber that managed to fix your shit for free right like in my case right i'm calling a plumber it might be a simple fix right i'm paying him 180 dollars for the hour of work right i pay him 180 he leaves he fucks off i never see him again yeah <laughs> right you on the other hand are gonna have to show up for your plumber's wedding right his his mother's funeral yeah. his like you yeah. have all of these yeah. like, you, <laughs> like just, you just committed to way too much ex- opportunity yeah exactly what yeah and what i mean is what i mean is because you find yourself in a community you have all of these social yeah. obligations yeah. to fulfill that you have to sacrifice your own individual desires for and that's not a trade-off that i'm willing to make i have individual desires yeah. and i'm not willing to sacrifice them what are your individual individual desires just means freedom to express yourself like if you want to do something you want to pick up a hobby you want to pick up like a like a what's it called um you want to get up and leave and go move to a different country you have the ability to do that without having to fulfill social obligations right right like for example um the goal is if i for example had a job opportunity in japan tomorrow i could pack up my stuff leave and go to japan mm-hmm. immediately without having to worry who's gonna take care of my grandma who's gonna take care of my mom yeah, who's gonna yeah. take care of my you know what i mean it's like if you have as little social obligations as possible then you are free to do whatever you personally choose to do yeah right. and that to me is what individualism is more so about right. you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. i guess like one thing I'm, I'm really kind of struggling here is like you grew up bad karma put on you because you didn't do this for your community and then one day you're like nope like <laughs> what like you, like you grew up being afraid of this you grew up with this in the back of your mind how do you just sit there and go i'm gonna make my own decision i don't necessarily believe in it and there it is like you just not you just forget that fear like how does that happen how do you choose even when you're doing like 
oh, I'm, I'm like questioning. Even when you're questioning, like, how do you like not have the back of the mind, like, I'm gonna get smited down when I go to the afterlife or something? Like, why? I was never at any point in my life religious. Oh, it was okay. it was definitely it was more strategic, uh-huh. right? Because I knew that. <laughs> this man played it out for birth. No, because I knew that if at the age of twelve I went yeah. up to my parents and I was like, you know what, fuck that shit. I'm not yeah, praying. Yeah. I was gonna get the smacking yeah, of a lifetime, yep. right? Sandals and everything. Exactly. If and I was gonna and and it was it would extremely prohibit my ability to do things like go out or what i'll be grounded yeah, yeah. for a long time right. yeah. they probably shoved me into quran classes they probably shoved me into religious classes yeah. that like i i just weighed the risk benefit analysis of that and i was yeah. like you know what i'm gonna just tell them i'm muslim <laughs> i'm gonna just tell them i'm muslim and i'm gonna do my prayers Playing chess. Yeah. yeah but and then and, and i knew come 18 years old right like i've never at any point in time my behavior is never aligned with that of a religious person uh-huh. right because i wasn't but it was just a, it was just an act that I had to keep playing in order yeah, to yeah. kind of keep I guess trouble from like problems from ensuing in my life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I knew that at 18 years old, for example, going off to college, if I was to again repeat that sentiment, uh-huh. their thought process is like, okay, you know what? This person is too young to understand what's best for them. So it's up to us to forcibly yeah. teach him what's right, mm-hmm. right? But if I come to them as a 20-year-old person who's established independence where I pay for my own bills and I have my own job and I clearly have my life affairs in order, right? And I tell them, hey, I'm not religious. There's not really much you can do to, to point out my lifestyle and be like, this is wrong and this is because you believe this. Like if my lifestyle is working out for me, you can't really be like your beliefs are wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it was more so... A strategic thing i couldn't come to them until i was until i had proven that i was established enough to be able to say i'm not religious keep that to yourself do you think most families would take their you know, their kids saying this in the same direction that maybe your your family has taken that retrospective introspective and thought about where you're coming from I guess there's like a there's a spectrum to it. Some families are a lot more like even if even if their young child goes to them and goes like I don't really believe in this stuff, they'll be more accepting of that. Some are like even if their 32 year old millionaire son goes like I'm not religious, they'll do everything in the power to to like what's like ruin his life, right? Because it brings shame to the family, or but but I guess my family was like my dad. I guess in my dad's perspective, like you know. Um, his he always told me that he just tried to raise me uh, to his best of ability to be able to provide for myself, right? And so if he, like he sees that I can clearly take care of myself and provide for myself. So at that point in time, he's kind of forced to accept the fact that you know what, this is kind of how this is the consequence of how he was raised. That's how he sees it. He sees it as like a failure on his part. That's how he sees it, and and he sees it as like he failed to instill those morals in me. He doesn't see the fact that. The morals or the values or I guess the lack of beliefs that I hold make make perfect sense. They just don't to him because he holds beliefs. Still to this day. Yeah, I mean, still super religious, yeah. right? He just sees it as like, oh, I failed you. That's it. Have you, have you tried to like just like tell him like, nah, like you realistically you didn't. It was just. You know, I mean, yeah, I have. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like the whole plumber conversation. Like, you know, yeah. you can go to his sister's wedding and his mother's yeah, funeral. Yeah. and But like at the end of the day, I paid him $180 and I never have to see him yeah. again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he just doesn't really see the 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 benefits of an individualist lifestyle versus a communal lifestyle. Yeah. Or a community oriented lifestyle. 
And I guess that's just a difference. And I guess that's just a really fundamental difference that you can't really. Yeah. You know, I think, really fight I against. think like if we living in like Canada too, like realistically uh, here, it's not that much of a thing. Like outside of like, sure, like your immediate families, like, like I know for me, like in my immediate family, like, okay, yeah, like I can tell these certain like properties about community and all that stuff and like whatever. But like if you live somewhere where it's like a really big mix of people, then for somebody that's young who has such like an open mind and isn't like, you know, very like picky or whatever, you're just kind of sitting there sometimes like, wait, why? Like, what am I, why am I doing this? Or like, I have my, my friend Jacob, he could just do it instead of like having to go reach down the hole of people that I barely know or, or know, like my parents love or whatever, when I can just get like Jacob to do it for you know whatever i don't know i don't even know what i'm saying anymore. obviously but, like yeah in real world application if i knew a plumber i would call a plumber right, you know what right, i mean right, right, like right. i was just trying to make a point to him by like comparing the two extremes you know what i mean in real life if i knew a plumber i would call a plumber and if he asked me to go to his birthday party i will go to his birthday party <laughs> you know what i mean but that's kind of you get to choose exactly yeah but but what like that that was, that was just the, like the point of comparing the two extremes that I was trying to get across yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to my father, right? And honestly, I like at the end of the day, every single human being at some point in their time, or not at some point, every single Question human being, right? every single human being had like is at the end of the day has their key self interests at heart, whether it's very deep in their subconscious <laughs> because they've been conditioned yeah. to cater to their society and their community, right? At the end of the day, every single human being has these what they consider evil, selfish desires deep inside their brain. Right, and they manifest their self, themselves in irrational projections. The deeper you try to bury them, right? So then, do you think it's like a, it's like a black and white picture almost in a way? Like you either follow, like, what is communal, what is tradition, what is your cookie cutter version of a great son or daughter, or do you think like, for example, like I'm, I'm just thinking like high school, like some people. You know, let's say they're Muslim, they're, they're from certain areas, but they don't certainly follow certain aspects that you think are very core religious values, but they still call themselves that. Yeah. And so, like, do you think that's, like, you know, they're still community-oriented? They're still doing that for themselves? Or do you think it should just be, like, you're already... Like, yeah, like, it's too late now. Do like, you, it's... Do you just cut yeah. the line? Like, do you, what do you think of that? Dude, honestly, I think it's, like... In my, I mean, it's not really my place to judge. And honestly, at the end of the day, it has no impact on me. Right. But objectively speaking, it is the definition of hypocrisy. Like, if you're going to call yourself a Muslim, but then you're going to go out and, like... Right. like You know the meme where it's like, you can call, you call yourself a Muslim, you go out, you drink, you have sex, but pork? Nah, man, nah, I don't man. touch that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, know, yeah. you know that yeah. meme? It's like, okay, well, like, you can't really... like. Even in the Quran, it says a Muslim isn't really born by blood; it's by actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't call yourself a Muslim until you, and unless you fulfill what it means to actually be a Muslim by action, right? That's what it says. And so, and so, like what I told my parents is that, like, listen, I can't, like, I can't call myself. My mom was like, "Why can't you just still call yourself a Muslim?" I'm like, "No, I can't." Like, that's yeah, just like, it says. Like, yeah, I, you like, know, I was gaslighting her. I was like, with respect to the religion, I can't call yeah, myself. Yeah. A, you know? What I mean? Yeah, like I understand, bro. I <laughs> yeah. The wrong exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it is, but at the end of the day, that's what I mean. These people have these internal, like they understand that there is nothing that they, they yeah. can live successful, healthy lives by going out, drinking, and smoking and having sex. But because they've been conditioned, right, to believe and they hold sentimentally, right, this idea of of their culture, of their heritage, of their religion, right, it's out of conflict in their yeah. minds. Yeah. For 
I don't even know how long until they grow out of it, I hope, right? But at the end of the day, you have to kind of recognize that, like, when you have these internal desires, you are not an evil person for yeah. having internal desires, it's just, right? It is what it is, yeah. It is what it is. At the end of the day, you have to figure out for yourself, right, are these internal desires real or are they just being projected irrationally because I refuse to acknowledge them as valid internal desires? Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, just kind of, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes, like literally the meme, is just I find that the funniest thing. It's, like when somebody tells me like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, I, I go out all the time, whatever, whatever. But no, 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 I'm, I'm no pork, though. No, <laughs> yeah, no point. Yeah, it really that, does. It happens way too much, and I'm just like, yo, this is wow. Like I, sometimes I just can't. I don't know what the pigs did. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like what the pigs got wrong. <laughs> like, wait, yo, I don't get it. Like, but that's just that's they just don't how they drink, bro. <laughs> They're clean. But that's just how it. I have a lot of friends like that, and yeah. you know, I mean, it's not really my place to tell. It's not your problem. Yeah, like yeah. you don't care. Like at the end of the day, me personally, I don't really believe in object like. Well, I don't believe in objective morality. That's the whole basis of religion. That's why yeah, I'm not religious. Because yeah. I just don't believe in objective morality. I don't believe there's an objective right or wrong to anything. 100%. Yeah, right? yeah. It's all subjective. Right? So that's why I'm saying, like, if you, you can define your own right and wrong, like, your life is custom to yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. What was your whole, like, experience, like, going through, <clears throat> like, same life? Like, Catholic. <laughs> Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Catholic high school. Yeah. Sat there and just. Tried to get the marks. Like, yeah, just try, like it was, it was. It was just the same stuff that I was learning at my Islamic schools. You know what I mean? Like just different font. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Really? Yeah. And I just like I fundamentally have an issue with just the concept of belief. Like, stop mm-hmm. believing shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why? Like, the concept of belief just doesn't really make sense to me. Like, yeah. you, you don't your own. You, you don't know the answer to something, so I'm gonna just make shit up. Yeah. And I'm gonna just you know I believe in that. Yeah. And that just stops and that just prevents you, that shields you from criticism because, yeah, you know, yeah. you believe in it. So I'm going to yeah, just let I, you, yeah, I'm just you like, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I, I don't, like, I, well, I mean, like, I think there was, um, you know, while we were diving through this, like, rabbit hole, I was, like, reading something online and kind of giving opinions on, like, the whole idea of, a, like, a, a, like, religion and belief systems in a way in the past was designed as a way of, you know, allowing your kids and your families to sleep at night because there are wolves crawling outside and that, you know, there's this deity that's going to look down on us because um, we've been doing good. We've had a successful hunt and that was a way of making it through the night. And then one night turns into two and suddenly you have a group of people who believe that doing these certain things gets them a certain reward. Because I did this, my dad was able to hunt this elk. And then from there, it, you know, it progressed into different kind of aspects that that they need something to think about to ward off the monsters in the closet and that you know what and and that's why like i can't really criticize people who who are religious because they do it for that reason it kind it's kind of at the end of the day everybody needs a way to cope with the fact that they have no idea what on earth they're doing here or what on earth anything is right exactly but to me I, i i don't really see why it's hard to just be like i don't really know and there's one with your life, right? I guess some people at the end of the day, they when they're super disoriented and confused, they need super grounding things that are that they can't argue against that ground them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And for and for those people that that like to believe in, in in a higher power to help them in their hunt or whatever, that's cool. But when but the problem is when you start taking what you what you an assumption basically, and then you start applying it objectively to everybody else. That is when you just start 
causing yeah. chaos. Yeah. That is when you just start messing shit up for everybody. That is when you just basically it's a hindrance to all of human intellect mm-hmm. is how I see it. Right. If you just start applying it, like if it's okay to keep it to yourself, if you want to believe that there's someone up there helping you do whatever you want, I don't know if there is. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. You know what I mean? I'm yet to find out. But Bro, if that you would have been the biggest coincidence, can you imagine? It's just like people sleeping on the floor. It's like, like man, like yo, like God, like I wish I had some food, and then just like magically, every single time, like a like like a little like dead bear came out of the corner. Like every single time, <laughs> dead bro, bear it just walked. Yeah, night. like like. I don't know, man. It's just like, but like, can you like that? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, and they were just like, "Yo, this actually did something." Like, like I can, I can justify this. Yeah, yeah. Like this makes sense. Yeah, like I asked for a dead bear and I got a dead bear. Yeah, like, I just or like I, one day I asked for a dead bear and then, oh crap, it was a turtle. Was but I asked for something. Santa, Santa never delivered. Santa never delivered. But you know what? Maybe he'll come back next year. I just, I think that like I think that if you can't really empirically, you know, conclude something, yeah, you should yeah. probably keep it to yourself because yeah. at the end of the day it is a personal assumption yeah. it is an assumption or at least put the disclaimer in big bold letters this is an assumption you know what i mean yeah because the problem with assumptions is that they are extremely harmful to people like people will take assumptions and then they will build a skyscraper of fucking beliefs and assumptions on that assumption and your foundation is an assumption it's not fact yeah. so all of the belief systems that you made will come crumbling down if somebody just targets this foundationless assumption as just false. It's yeah. just an assumption. So all of a sudden, everything you believe, you you hold dear, near and dear to your personal personality or whatever is just in jeopardy. And now you're just seen as an idiot. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. But that's only when you I, start applying stuff objectively. Yeah. I, I think, though, like, just from talking about it, though, like, you said, like, multiple times, like, you know, like, I think it's cool that, like, at least you understand that, like, you know what? If someone else's opinion, let it be. Yes. Just let it be. It's not, not my problem. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, like, a good thing, though. Because, I mean, like, I'm sure there's people that, like, have the same idea as you. And then they also get triggered when other people don't kind of thing. And then yeah. you're just like, dude, like, that's too much. <laughs> like, yeah. That, then you're just being a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, the, okay, the way I see it is, like, the way I see it is that every human being has their right to do whatever they feel is best for themselves. I feel like, I think every human being has the ability to conduct a risk-benefit analysis in their head and doesn't even have to be logical. Could be feelings as well. Like, the the feeling the feeling of anxiety, you know, that or the guilt, you know, that yeah. pit feeling in your stomach. I feel the same feeling, a pit feeling in my stomach, right? But the things that cause you to feel guilt are different from the things that cause me to feel guilt, yeah. right? So who am I to judge you, right, yeah. on the things that cause you guilt, Versus things that cause me guilt when we feel the exact same thing. Right. Right? Same thing with happiness. Same thing with excitement. Right? So, I mean, it gets a little radical sometimes where I'm like, when somebody asks me, what about the person literally shooting up crack? Like, <clears throat> are they doing something that's right for them? I'm like, you know Dude, what? Dude, man, like, I don't know, man. If they... If, if, they're having fun. They're having fun. Like, if, they, if they look at life and they be like, you know what? I don't even want to cut. Co- co- what's it called? I don't even want to contribute to the societal yeah, like, bullshit. It's arbitrary. I just want to shoot crack until yeah, I die. You know what? Who am I to say no? It gets yeah, it gets kind of radical sometimes, but I, I have a really difficult time finding a way to argue against individual liberties. Like yeah, letting people yeah. do whatever they feel is good for themselves. Unless it comes at the expense of other individuals. Right. Yeah. Which becomes a whole nuanced thing. So yeah, it is really hard whole, to argue. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. Interesting. No, yeah. I, I never never like kind of thought about you know the community aspect of uh how that kind of shapes your perspective into certain things 
Like I always thought like religion and you know who you are that defines like hmm. This guy's blown away right now. His mind is just exploding. All I can say is He's just like, so it's, distraught. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's different. It's different. But, and, and the the part that really, I guess, fucks me up personally, yeah, yeah. mentally, is that they each have the pros and cons. Like, right. I, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm sitting up here shitting on community, but has anybody ever seen a more effective governing system than an authoritarian government? Has anybody seen a more has anybody seen a more effective society than one that prioritizes social harmony over anything else? Like these these people, right? Yeah. They get shit done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The people that are more individualistic are tend to be more right. like I guess less effective. Uh, but you're just, sometimes you're just not motivated, right? Yeah. You're just like whatever. But you're, you're you're more concerned about things like like i guess your own individual expression your own right. individual uh perspective on things then you are with you know what this is what's best for the community let's right. go with that all right yeah, so yeah. It, it like it does it like i guess at the end of the day it really is just a preference of opinion that's why i can't really shit on people for like i can say i hate community and tradition but i can't shit on anybody for being someone who loves community and tradition because you know what if it works for you i can't really say yeah. anything otherwise yeah 100 percent you know what I mean? Yeah. There's aspects to both. That's for sure. It has its pros. Yeah. And I can't deny that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter how much I hate it, I can't deny that it has its pros. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I'm still shocked. Yeah, Jacob still, still hasn't I'm moved. Jacob's just standing like, oh. Uh, <laughs> this is a really big brain. You know what? It's really good. Thank you. Have you, did you, have you ever been a barista? I, you know, I'm so not. I guess context here. Remember when we talked about my nuclear factory for yeah, coffee? Yeah, nuclear factory behind me uh, for coffee. Yeah. So we made, or I made, made an I'm, iced Americano. Yes, sir. Made an iced Americano. It's really um, good. Yeah, that uh, that coffee will never be tasted again. That, that shit's from France, bro. Really? Yeah. You know what? That's probably why it was good. Thank you for giving good. me the good stuff. Thank I you. appreciate Thank that. You. I actually don't think I have anything else. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> Three of those are from France. Uh, oh, one of them is Starbucks. Yeah, that one we don't talk about, okay? Why would you expose me like that? No, but um, yeah. Uh, two, I have like one and a half left. They're small bags, bro. And they're expensive. Like, those three bags were like 40, 50 euros. 50 euros? Yeah, euros. Damn. Yeah. That is hefty. It's okay. That is hefty. It, but still, yeah. You gotta get some. I gotta get a refill. Yeah? Yeah, somebody, you know what I have to start doing is Every time I have a friend that travels somewhere, like I need to get them to bring me like a bag of coffee. That's like community aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? Hire? Yeah, aren't you going to Egypt? Oh, you know what? Bring me some coffee, bro. I'll come You know what? I'll bring you like a little Sphinx trinket. As long as you come to my wedding, I'll I'll bring you the Sphinx. So cool, a little Sphinx like thing. Yeah, except one that has his nose on. You know, I'll nice. get that for you, Thank and you. then you invite me to your wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be great. Yeah, it'll we'll be great. Other's weddings. You, you know, it should just be a tradition that it doesn't matter if that area has shit coffee or not. You just have to bring. You it. just have to bring. Just it. Have yeah. to bring it. Yeah. Like, oh. Egypt's arid, arid shit, but you know what? Like, we're gonna okay. bring some imported coffee beans from. Yeah. North America back <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Every time coffee. we get someone, we need Sandwich. to. Yeah. Or if anyone listening is traveling, bring me a bag of coffee. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you can't get it to me, get it. Give it to Jacob, and he'll bring it to me. What's the travel like to Egypt? Like, do you have to go to different flights? Like, get to, or is it direct? If you take like an like Egypt Air, that's Egypt's airline. Okay. They have like um, they do offer like a commercial flight. That's a direct flight. It's like a 16-hour flight on, oh, a, nice. on this massive jumbo jet that's from Toronto to Cairo, direct. But like, I'm not gonna sit on a plane for 16 hours. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not. I'm going to Paris, so I have a layover. Yeah, so I have a layover in Paris. I don't know for how long yet. I still have to look at my ticket. No, they, they usually pretty long, like like just under a day. Like, oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, time to bring me coffee. What? <laughs> you all coffee? You all Paris coffee? Yeah, yeah guys. Send the bag later. Yeah. Like it probably be like it probably be like eight hours or nine hours or okay. something, yeah. something like that. I have no. You been idea. to Paris? Though? I'm not. I've never been to Paris. Oh. I've heard bad things about the airport though. So. Airport. The airport. The Paris. Just, like people smoking everywhere. It's just. Oh, buddy, it's not that great. Oh, He's yeah, we talked about Arthur last time too. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, he was my roommate during uh, fourth year. First, really? First half of fourth year. It's, uh, um, he's, he's from France. Really? Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, so his two sisters are at, like, that, I think, McGill, French, Hearing or something. And nice. He's, uh, he's an ideal man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of thinking going back to France. That's nice. And uh, he's, uh, he's there for a little bit, and then he, he comes back and he starts work, I think, late July. Great. Oh, so he's going to be working here. He's not over that's pretty cool that's a nice gig really <laughs> that's pretty sick yeah oh dude you like even like it was a kind of like a shock to see like how much you have to pay just to park your car if you live downtown yeah. like, i pay 125 bucks a month just to park my car in downtown yeah. ottawa in my I condo mean, like, even then like unless well if you live in a condo they give you a parking spot but that's only if you buy the condo, not if you rent yeah. the condo. Yeah. yeah. Do you prefer, like, what do you prefer? Cities or just like. Oh, cities for sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Like downtown sure. Toronto over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I definitely prefer cities. I, I, I like being. Toronto or like Alexandria side? You know what? I prefer. Well, if you had Toronto, if you had like a city like Toronto with the same population as Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. I like being around as many people as possible. Uh-huh. I like, you know what I'm saying? I like observing, but I just don't yeah. really like being like into groups of people too often, yeah, right? Yeah. But I like having life around me. I like right. seeing stuff around me, Yeah. right? But I wouldn't really like the thing, in, in the country. The thing about cities, which I find like hilarious, like if you just go for like observing, like literally like, like when I was in New York, like I think every single human on the street was wearing some sort of headphone and they were all on the phone like every single person was talking to somebody bro dude i like i don't know if they're talking to each other like they just just don't prefer like (laughs) verbal communication but you went to you you just went to new york for shit yeah so i went it was during school what was it like no reason like what was it like it was great i had a great time was it really yeah i stayed like like a block away from central park (laughs) literally a block away from central park yeah like it was pretty i uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun though yeah i spent uh Dude, I was averaging like twenty, over twenty thousand steps every single day. I walked That's everywhere. Insane. Yeah, and I think the best part was like I went in with absolutely no no plan. Like I really, you know, yeah, yeah. Like to get there, I I it was six a.m. I walked across the border from my from like where we live 
to the American side. It was 6 a.m. The security, the, the border patrol guy was just like, dude, where are you going? And I was just like, <laughs> it's 6 a.m. Like the bridge is empty. It's like middle of COVID. I'm just like, yo, over? Yeah, I walked across the bridge to get to America. Yeah, you can walk over. You well, can. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to need New York. I walked across the border to get to America from here. And then he probably took some. And then I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish the story, my guy. Let me just get excited, bro. I didn't walk to New York, so I, yeah, I walked across. But the border security guy was just like, "Bro, where are you going?" And I'm just like, "I'm going to Manhattan." And he's like, "How?" And I'm just like, "On a plane." And he's just like, "Do you know anyone there?" I'm like, "No." He's just like, "Are you going for work?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "Nothing." I'm a student. <laughs> and he's just like uh okay like what's what's the reason i'm like dude i was just bored covid like, burnout bro that's what you should have told yeah, literally, him literally he's, he's like, like covid dude, burnout like, like, why are you going i'm just like oh you know just to be a tourist and he's just like looking at me like bro it's 6 a.m you're trying to cross like, you walked across the bridge to just they gave go- you no shit dude they gave that was so much shit bro that's like oh, i did the same I thing questions, bro. he didn't interrogate me no, <laughs> no, so, so then, no 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 you know what? cavity so, check out, random cavity check uh, no, I found out after it's because there's a, there's a criminal that's uh, I think it's in the states or in Canada, but it has the same name as me. <laughs> no, they didn't interrogate me straight up like that. That's I funny. My that's that's He's hilarious. Like, hey, where are you staying? And I'm just like, yo, this is the. He's like, give me the address for the hotel. And I'm like, okay. So I had to give him the address. I had to give him everything. He's like, how are you getting there? I'm like, yo, I'll probably Uber to the airport and then like just get on the plane and he's just like what's the flight number i'm like oh shit okay like he took all the information Damn. And, then I, and then when i came back again i walked across the bridge and uh no well i know now you're on the canadian side oh, right yeah. so the canadian guy's like okay like he asked me all the questions he was like where'd you stay whatever whatever i was like yo bro like dude like i'm not him like <laughs> no, i'm, I'm not, not him bro like i'm just some little kid just trying to go there's probably a, a lot of them here so uh, maybe probably okay but how did you like new york because like like people, I mean, I've never really wanted to go to New York yeah. because, like, when I think of New York, I just think of like a bigger, dirtier Toronto. Right. I'm, That's what I think of. Yeah, I only went because of the song. Um, <laughs> the song. The concrete jungles. Yeah, I was hoping somebody would hire me, um, but nope. <laughs> uh, I just remember you telling me that you walked by the Barclays. Yeah, I walked by the Barclays building and I just saw somebody just like ripping their hair out. Like he was crying. Like it was really so sad. Yeah, because it's uh, Barclays is investment. Investment, uh, yeah. So, what time did you see it? Do you remember? Dude, it was like I figured by the hair ripping. The afternoon, bro. Yeah, but I, like that poor kid, that poor analyst. Yeah, I texted Jacob as soon as I saw him. Like Jacob, there's this guy ripping his hair out in the Barclays building, and Jacob just laughed. Like, <laughs> he just, yeah, like yeah, he's probably stressed now. But yeah, New York, I, it was good. Um, I think that you know, at the transport, amazing. Like literally, like like I said, I went in with zero planning. I flew over to JFK. From JFK, I just like whipped out my phone because I had no way of getting into New York. <laughs> like I didn't plan anything. I just nice. pulled up Uber and it was like, dude, it's gonna take an hour and a half. But then Damn. I was like, wait, 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 this is New York, the city of dreams. City they, of have, dreams. they have transfer. They have transit. So then I looked on Google Maps for like a train yeah. or like uh, some sort of subway or something. It only took me like an hour to get into da- like Manhattan, like Fifty Seventh Street, like right in- near Central oh. Park. And it cost me a. T- can you can you guys guess how much it cost me to get from JFK to downtown Manhattan? And I took uh I took like I took two different I took a train and then I took subways the rest of it and it took about an hour. I have nothing to ballpark. Yeah, what's okay? What's the distance? What's the physical distance between them? How many um, kilometers or miles? I could pull it up on the phone. I don't remember exactly how much. Okay, how much was the Uber? 
to get from uh from jfk to you said it was an hour and a half but how much was the uber the uber was like a hundred and something a hundred and something yeah yeah like if you think about it like the subway like for example if we use ttc as a as a metric like you're buying one ticket keep riding yeah it's like a i know a day pass is like what five bucks ten bucks for TTC, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's not that yeah, bad. Generally, I would say in New York, like even any big city, like your TTC is pretty affordable. Because every when everybody uses the transport system, then yeah, it gets pretty cheap. You said, like I'll say five bucks for TTC. Okay. And then you said you took a Prowess. I took a train, train, train. yeah, like a train, train, like above. Like uh, like one of those, like I don't know. JFK has a pretty big ass air train. Quote unquote, like, like oh, trains that they the, use um, in airports, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, they're called, um, but it's big. I think they're called, um, um, oh, fuck. well, it's called it's for they call it an air train, like, they're just called air train, yeah. So they, Vancouver has them, Vancouver has them. I did yeah. the same thing as you because I went to Vancouver, it does, but you don't see no, every airport has something. No, no, this was like big, like, I got from freaking where JFK is to like. At the place is called like Jamaica. At first, I was really confused. Like, where the fuck did I land? <laughs> yeah, I was so I was actually kind of terrified. I was like, wait, am I in Jamaica? Am I in Jamaica? No, no, no. But yeah, it was pretty far. Like that airport train ride was probably like twenty minutes at least. I say like twenty okay, minutes. Damn. You're saying that like you got on one train, the Uber, and then so you said Uber, Uber was not Uber was 110. I didn't take it though. I say like two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks to get from JFK. One fifty. So from JFK to downtown manhattan yeah, but, but i didn't take the uber like I, the uber was like over a hundred dollars yeah. to get from there to there but i didn't take the uber i took the train and i took subway oh okay so let's, let's say 100 bucks 100 bucks on public transport yeah 100 bucks right, on public right. transport right. Well, i am I'm getting thinking, on a nice train i'm thinking a train like a via rail from oh via, okay yeah, yeah. okay i'm thinking like a via rail type of thing like oakville to toronto is 20 bucks it's, it's like, like that kind of train but it was for an airport right. yeah so yeah. i'm thinking like it might be a little bit more expensive but also okay okay you are not wrong about being it being a little bit more expensive than like, oh so it was subway. a private train company like via rail basically but for new york no, it was it, i was i think it was part of the airport like airport maintained probably oh. but uh yeah no it was like a train train they call it like it was like a train like get yeah, on man, you have me the edge of my seat bro how much did it cost it, was, <laughs> it cost me a total of 12 dollars seriously oh. it cost me 12 bucks to get from jfk to downtown manhattan yeah, yeah okay, that's so really sick dude public transport was blessed like it was so sick i i purposely got lost like six times just to figure just to see if i could figure it out that's really rare in a north american city where public transport yeah, will get you someplace dude, faster than a car and like i'm just worried for your life because like end up some weird suburb you get out of the train it's like, yo where i was terrified you know you know what's funny is like right before i met that stupid like coney island meme came out like, <laughs> oh like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah joe so byron got on the one subway and i looked at the sign it's like dude this is going to coney island am i going to coney island am i gonna see this guy but no i didn't i didn't make it i didn't make it that far down the line but dude the statue of liberty like uh like the water the water thing uh i i went i've been to the statue of liberty before so i didn't but i went all the way to the water thing yeah Oh, you've been to New York before? I had when I was really young. And obviously, every time I went with family. This time, I just was like, yo, mom, I'm leaving. But was it really COVID burnout that made you go? Because I had something similar. I went to Vancouver in the middle of COVID. Yeah, no. I was... was, was, That's actually smart. Because I saw... What I was... I was on Instagram. This was like like October 2020. I was on Instagram. I saw 15% off Air Canada tickets to Vancouver. I was like, bet. (laughs) And, 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 And I bought the tickets for next week. Yeah, that's so hype. that's so hype. Yeah, so I, I you know a, a week later I was on a plane to Vancouver and 
Most of the stuff was closed, so I was just walking yeah. around downtown yeah. Vancouver yeah. myself. Yeah. Had dinner at a fancy restaurant. Yeah. And that's it. You know, like this thing is the thing about it. Like, I find Vancouver to be like a super nice place, but like people from Vancouver really don't like. <laughs> they don't. No. They're really dumb. They're like, that's pretty and all, but like once you see it, like you don't need to see it again. Like it's right. Yeah. I think it's just because. And again, my personal opinion, the city was like, it's a very livable city, but it's not really like, it's not really much else. You know, yeah. it's 600,000 people and that's about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if for perspective, 600,000 people, that's yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. 100,000 yeah. more than Hamilton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, d- New York is, is not bad though. I think New York is a good place to go. Like I said, if you're going... No, not possible. Okay, but is it as dirty as people say it is? I haven't answered this guy's question yet. You asked me if it's worth going. Like, yeah, you should go. Go go by go by yourself though. I would definitely go by yourself. To New York? You don't yeah, you don't have to worry about like getting lost in reality. Literally whip out your phone within like two seconds you'll find a subway, just get in and dip. Is food as cheap as they say it is? Can you buy like can you spend two dollars to get like a hot dog the size of my forearm? Is that really like Okay, I didn't go for those kinds of places. (laughs) Oh, I true. ate at a few, like a little bit, like nicer places. Was but this before you're vegan? You vegan now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Damn. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. But yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No. There I ate. Like, uh, I think the pricing wise, honestly, it's probably the same as like here. Mm. I didn't think it was that different. Yeah. As long as you're not on like Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Wall, Wall Street was super expensive. Yeah. Is it? Is it really super expensive to get anything there? I mean, like. All your largest financial institutions in the world are there. Yeah. Wall Street has a vibe, though, bro. Does it really? Yeah, Wall Street has a really nice vibe. I actually really like it. Like, I like the way it looks. I don't want to say I would be working there dying inside, but I like the way it looks. <laughs> Jacob would love to. Yeah, he's like, yo, I want to go there. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, no. But it, it's, it's a cool cool area. Like, there, I went to, like, um, Hudson Yards where they have this really weird-ass statue that I can show you guys later. But it's just, like... It said Hudson Yards. I'm like, yo, this is a boatyard. Why is this a tourist attraction? But Fair you know, enough. they have this very interesting statue set up and everything. So I think New York is definitely a play. Just go stay in like Manhattan. It, it might cost you a shit ton, but like YOLO, bro. What YOLO? YOLO, Fair bro. Like, you can't get lost. Like you literally, like you could be the biggest dumbass and you'd still be fine. Every time I pick a place to go on vacation, it's just, I always cross out New York because in my mind, I can't get the stigma out that it's just a bigger, dirtier Toronto. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, well. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Think but it was I guess dirtier, that's though. just, huh? I didn't think it was really dirtier. Really. Oh, really? Not? I thought it was okay. Probably because I was staying in like a nicer part, like like sure. I said, like for sure. right beside Central Park. That place is gonna be pretty kept up well, dude. The amount of runners in New York, holy crap! Yeah. Really? All right. So many people run. I was in Central Park. I felt bad for walking. <laughs> like I felt so bad. I was like, dude. Hundred percent. Central Park is huge. Like like huge, huge. Like oh, yeah, I put awesome. on like. 13k like that day just walking around central park and i was like wait what i mean like if you look at it like it's like the one natural green spot yeah 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 that is true running in like throughout the city you just suck it's just not a play yeah i wanted to but i just thought about it i'm like well you know i haven't ran in a while i don't want to be running concrete forget it new york back when i was like 11 yeah I definitely, last time I went, I was really young. But this time, like, just going by yourself somewhere, I think is super important. I feel like going by yourself somewhere, or at least, like, if you're worried, New York is a play. Just because, like, like I said, you can't get lost. But mm-hmm. if you're a little bit more out there, a little bit more open, going, going some, go somewhere else. Because, like, you, it's not that. Like, I feel like you should be able to explore on your own. Go to a random town in Wyoming. 
I went to yeah, um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey. Just cause. Nice. Just cause. It was nice. Survive. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. It wasn't that bad. For fun. No, no, no. I flew to Nashville. Oh, yeah, Nashville. Nashville. Did you get yeah, Richard. I did get a chicken sandwich. Why? Why? Country music. Country music. Yeah. Do you country music? Of country music? Yeah. Or do you not hate it? I just don't hate it. Okay. Like it. But, but I, I, I did. I, I didn't fly there for country music. I flew there by myself. And I enjoyed it a bit, but I flew there to meet up with a friend, and then we road trip to Atlanta. And then, Yo, on a, yeah. Bob, so that's like six, seven hours, right? Four hour drive to Atlanta. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I guess from there. I, I was. I spent New Year's in Atlanta. Yo, New Year's, Atlanta, bro. Huh? Atlanta's crazy. It's Atlanta is a <laughs> nice city. Atlanta yeah. is a nice city. But I was there um, end of 2021, going out. No, end of 2020, going out to 2021. Right. So I was there for the New Year's 2021 in yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta's a little sketch though. Atlanta makes me feel it like, is guys, Atlanta it is makes guys. me want to question like every it, it is, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Fun. The the joke is is that like it's the unemployment capital of the United States. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the joke. It's sketchy, that's bro. the joke, you know. What happened to Detroit? Detroit. Oh, no, I know. I think they they all moved to Atlanta. They got moved. <laughs> they moved bases over. Yeah. Everybody immigrated. Yeah. People didn't just lose their job, they just left Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was what was the deal in Atlanta? What did you guys do? Pretty much just like, I mean, Atlanta is really fun, but in uh, during COVID and stuff, when they had most stuff closed, oh, I went to a trap music museum. It's called the trap music. Trap mu- music? It's called a trap music museum. Wow. This museum was off the chain, bro. Yeah. Like you walk in, they it's it's literally a trap house. It's literally a trap house, <laughs> but it's de- but but like it's 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 a museum that's decorated as a trap house okay. so you have like you know bricks of fake cocaine and you have like oh, signs wow. over and stuff yeah so cool. and then in the back in the back they have like they have things like um like uh uh you, you know the two chains album that had yeah, that yeah. pink car yep. they have the car there yep. right yeah they have yeah. the car there and and at the back of the museum there's a bar where they play where they play music and then right. after 10 p.m they just start clubbing in the back of the museum Yo, in the back of the museum, so literally, it's a trap house. They're, they're, they're squeezing everything out. Of it's a trap, trap house that just got turned into a museum. But it, yeah, sick. and it's it's it was sick as hell. I'm That's like, so you know cool. what? Atlanta definitely does it a little different. Hell yeah, Atlanta does it different, bro. Atlanta, Atlanta definitely does it. Like different. I said, it's a little bit tough. If you're don't don't go there to explore alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, uh, don't Atlanta. stay out after nine. Yeah, don't stay out after nine. No, Atlanta is yeah. It does get very sketchy there. Yeah, but you know what? They have a lot of. Uh, a lot of really cool things there, you know. Do, a lot right? of culture there, bro. Yes. I remember, I remember oh, culture. Yeah, a lot of culture, yeah. oh, and I liked I, it surprisingly. Yeah, I liked it. It's a vibe. It's <laughs> Loved it. It's, it's a different. momentary thing that I can enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then like after this, I won't care. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah, I remember driving. Like we, I was there with my family. One, this is when I was younger, and we were driving in Atlanta, and there was like a road, and then this dude was just standing like in the middle of the road. Everywhere. We yeah, but like we. Like, we were driving by, and I remember the guy looked at my dad because my dad was driving, and he just goes, dude. He's just, like, giving him, like, the like the no. Like, That's so funny. Look. And then we <laughs> turned around and left, bro. Like, they were doing Wait, some kind of drug. Yeah, he's just, he's just like, dude, don't don't go down the street. Don't go down the street. And we're just like, oh, okay. I want to turn around now and leave. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's it's, it, Yeah. Was this when you were living in, um, in the States? Uh, no, this was actually... No, yeah, maybe this was. Yeah, yeah. I think I was, I was in, yeah, this is during my Memphis days. I think we were in Atlanta because my aunt was like, uh, donating her kidney. Oh. In the Atlanta hospital. So Damn. that's why we were there. Yeah. Was it Rick Grimes? Who's Rick Grimes? Yeah, we didn't get that. 
Oh. Yeah, oh. See? We're just not in it with the references today. It's okay. okay. <laughs> Today's not the day. Where's all the cases that takes off the mirror? My philosophy. Yeah. I just, Michael yeah. Scott. My fault, guys. My fault, guys. <laughs> I thought we were really here to discuss the economic and yeah, political yeah, state yeah, of our world. Like the same. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> 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 oh, that's trying to make me feel good. <laughs> you know, I was trying to support yeah, you. Yeah, trying to support me. Oh, but, oh yeah, we were about to say. Um, vegan. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's veganism. Yeah, yes, yes. yeah. Do you have any questions? Jacob was mad at me. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> he was so yeah. Ordered like five of those buffalo chicken yep. quesos and get three, four pounds of wings. Hammered them down. This guy's like, dude, I love. So, uh, we have a list of every restaurant we've been to in one summer. We drove from yeah. here to Toronto, this side of Burlington. This guy says, "Hey man, I'm just gonna eat beyond sauce." <laughs> oh, why? Yeah, no, Jacob was really, really mad. Yeah, well, why did you do that? Okay, here was here's the here was the original plan. Okay, so this was after we got back from uh, Mexico, and I was reading a book because in Mexico I learned that I think i can like i actually do enjoy reading books that's what i learned in mexico and i got saying couldn't i can't comprehend it couldn't be me bro but like here we are i learned that i like to read books um but so i read a book about like you know like just it was just like a food science book it was it wasn't like you know just become vegan propaganda no no no, no, no. propaganda (laughs) i thought you said anyone could believe what they wanted (laughs) what is this bro listen 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 listen, okay okay so i read the book okay i was like okay cool and then I started like reading studies and stuff, and I was like, you know what? This is interesting. I, I didn't just jump on it randomly, okay? I did mm-hmm. the research. I'm not just I'm not an idiot. I'm not a poser, mm-hmm. okay? Understood. Um, but yeah, I read the read that stuff, and then obviously there are documentaries out there, which I watched like one or two. But to be honest with you, it was probably like the studies and stuff that made the most difference. Now the thing is, I did that originally as like a, a quote unquote experience. I wanted to see if it would change anything. To be fair, it did. I, I slept way better. Did you really? My sleep got way better. Like, I sleep, like, quite a bit now. And, like, when I'm out, I'm out. Like, I won't wake up or anything. Or anything nice. Like I don't stay up that late anymore, which, you know, I, which I used to do a lot, but not anymore. Um, yeah, so just, like, other things like that. I guess we're going to find out how it feels in terms of athletic performance when, uh, the running ramps up. It started already, but when it when it ramps up even more, we'll see how it is. But do you think that's just do you think that's just the consequence of you going like directly vegan? Like is being vegan a, like directly correlate to better sleep, or is it more so a consequence of you mentally having like having a more fulfillment like, sense oh. of purpose in life because you're chasing something, <laughs> studying something? You know what I, I mean? I was interviewing here. Okay. Um, no, I think because in terms of direction of life at the time we were still in school. So I wasn't like my, my food choices weren't my main concern. You know what I mean? I was pretty distracted with school stuff. Yeah, like, that wasn't that was definitely not part of it. The was school chaotic could, at the time? School was always yeah, I was you know. So you're grasping for purpose and you found veganism. And nah, I'm not playing. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> oh, I'm just messing with you. Find somebody that knows about food science and then talk about. No, 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 I just, no, no, no. I know veganism does have yeah, like a yeah. just no, have no, a, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just can't I give up like chicken. A difference, you know what I mean? Um. But yeah, I've I've spoken to other people and they said they've had similar results. But at first, this was an experiment. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm in too deep, man. Yeah, I'm in too enough, deep. Enough. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not like one of those vegans that's like, yo, bro, your car, your car is made of leather. Your car is made of leather. Go buy Tesla. <laughs> like I'm not one of those. I will not come at you. I don't really yeah. care. You know what I mean? It's just like 
and I'm not gonna be an asshole about I mean, it either. Like at a restaurant, if there's cheese on my bruschetta, like okay. Like, no, you know, I respect I'm not gonna pick it out because it, it took mean? us this long to get to veganism. Yeah, it's you know what I mean? like an hour and forty minutes. Exactly. But it, yeah. No, I I think that I'm not gonna be an asshole about it. You know what I mean? It's just like it's a new belief system. We're just vibing, bro. Like there you go. I'll prefer this, but you know, if if consequences that you know it's not there, then it is what it is. Like, like I, the one thing I would say is like genetically speaking like yeah you're built beyond the world right like you're like you have canines for ripping what like my teeth yeah okay but what do the majority of my teeth do you also realize like out of like i think out of the proteins you get a couple like you just your body can't synthesize through the like the Vegetarian or okay. <clears throat> oh, Amir's you messed up. <laughs> yeah, you he cleared his throat. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're done here. Um, no, no, no. I don't think that that's not. I don't. That's not true. Uh, you will. You would get everything that you needed. The only thing that you might be low on is uh, like B twelve, which you can just you just pop a pill if you want it. Yeah, you can get B twelve. Obviously, you get everything out of everything. But yeah, you would just have to eat like way more than you should. So. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we are adaptive, right? So, if yeah, people, I mean, like, you know. Yeah, like, we are adaptive to whatever environment that we do. But also, I would say, like, you know, like, a lot of the world's best, like, like trap athletes and nerds athletes are vegan. Yeah. Um, really? I wonder yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Because, in, in he knows thing that. Is, like, there's a couple, like, world renowned trap Ironman athletes that say, based on, like, the science of it, is, like, it lowers the amount of, like, lactate. Increases um, the speed at which you regenerate tissue, and like it helps you recover because you have less like um, I think like inflammation in your bones. Really? After you exercise. Um, however, like also it's just like like I mean like one thing is like there was a there's a documentary that came out that said that it was like Game Changers. Yeah, Game Changers um, was good. However, if you haven't watched it, you should watch however, it. However, one thing I would say about Game Changers is like what you're gonna make on a documentary that says oh this guy is this crazy athlete. Okay, cool. cool. What about nine athletes that also had no fucking effect that they changed their diet for a year or two years to perform? Yeah, they're, I, not, um, they're not gonna put anything on to that contradicts their statement because of the people that sponsoring the people. That no, yeah, of course, hundred percent. I bet you there's studies that obviously say the opposite of things, but like, but like, that's what I mean. Like that's like you, the opinion on like oh like conspiracy or seaspiracy. Like I get it. Like I get it. You know, you you have a certain moral compass and you know, like why we are such an adaptive society. We have evolved so far ahead that we can make synthetic meat that almost tastes the same. It doesn't, but it, it, <laughs> yeah, it really like, doesn't. I can, yeah, it doesn't. Same nutritional benefits. We can still be bodybuilders. We can still be whatever based off of diet and how we. But why are we like submitting ourselves to the savagery of you know commercial farming and market farming? Yeah, see, that kind of thing, like, commercial farming and all that stuff, like, okay, I, that was not my main, like, intention for going vegan, like, realistically, like, I mean, I used to eat the shit out of freaking everything before, like, Jacob knows, like, we spent an entire summer just literally eating. On the wall, it says never stop eating. On the wall, it says never stop eating, like, literally, like, I, it's not like that, that was my decision, it was just, bro, I told you, it was, just, it was an experiment, and now it's just a thing, you know, we're here now. Um, can it end? Can it end? carnivore diet no yeah. i wouldn't do carnivore diet Why not? but you know what though the synthetic meat thing um it does have like the benefit that was it just decreases reliance on actual farm animals like if you if a farmer has mad cow disease for you all his cows right and now you have no beef yeah, I, I agree with that. there's also <laughs> a thing that's like you know nutritional benefits from mass farm 
uh, factory farming animals have decreased substantially over the year. Really? If you, if you, if you test, like, actually look at the science behind it, it's like, okay, like, if you plant crops in the same spot year after year after year, those plants decrease in nutritional value because the soil gets depleted. Yeah. Which is why they have to change what is being farmed there from soybeans to something else every few years, replace and kind of recultivate, burn it through to get more nutrients in the soil. Oh. Because the yes. idea is like normal soil is you know not supposed to be farmed day in, day out. Yeah. Like creatures yeah. that die there, they rot there, parasites go through, organics break down. And that's what essentially provides soil the amount of nutrients to grow a certain type. But now we're making this whole farmland of like three, four hundred acres just for wheat year after year after year. And so what's left over is, okay, so naturally if the wheat and the grains that are produced in this area has a decrease in nutritional value, that's being fed to a cow. And if a cow is eating a less nutritional thing generation after generation, their meat is a lot less dense in terms of maybe protein content than say a wild elk running around in the wild who scavenges and has to always be on light on his toes to look for predators. Fair, yeah. I also just want to say, I don't want to cause any issues, but I also just want to say that there are laws that don't allow filming in places that do like this meat processing and all that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. There are laws for that. Now... <laughs> From what I actually actually know, one of the documentaries, it might have been Game Changers or it might have been something else, but one of them had said that these have been a thing because of the fact that, like, okay, we don't know exactly what what they're feeding the cows or feeding the animal. It could be that some animals die, they stay there for a bit, and they're eating each other. Damn. Which is a little gross. But that has also been, like, a speculation. I'm not saying it's true. Pigs eat anything. Yeah, so, like, that kind of thing, too. And then the thing is, when you start eating, like, you know other themselves and that's that's just kind of gross and because we don't really know how they're filtering i mean there are a lot of like rules and stuff that go into filtering like i've seen it but realistically like if you look at how economically all this works everyone's quote-unquote sponsoring or in it for some reason so yeah i don't it's not going to be clean like let's be honest here like nothing is nothing is clean so no yeah i don't know it's not like it was i'm not like i was doing bad when i was eating meat it's just mm-hmm. that this is just different which I think that you know what, like it's okay, it's fine. I but I guess the benefit of the synthetic stuff is that you have full control of the entire supply chain from start to finish. Yeah. So you so yeah. you can kind of guarantee yeah. that it's clean. I guess in yeah. synthetic or standards. Yeah, there's only a, like a certain limit of clean because realistically, when you're buying like like apples and whatever from the store, they're still like GMO, right? Like you know, what I mean? yeah, like, they're mon- genetically modified to last longer on your counter. Yeah, where you know, I mean, we're starting to do more gene stuff with even people now but yeah technically that doesn't count as like clean right curious now we're on topic of meat yeah do you enjoy like a like a like a rocker rib <laughs> our rack of ribs you know what i had like ribs for the first time uh-huh. like back in in in, in march yeah when yeah, i went cool. to this like this fancy restaurant for a friend of mine's birthday and i saw ribs and that was my first time having ribs because you know it was never out. i was like fuck why not who will stop me right <laughs> yeah so and they were good yeah. nice like, they were pork, like, no pork ribs yeah they were good man i liked them i mean they're very fatty yeah. yeah 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 but, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. but that, but that's not the first time i've had pork like, i've had pork like like mm-hmm. like i can't really remember the first time i had like pork pizza, like, it's not like i ever stopped it like if somebody handed me like a if somebody had pizza and the only oh, pizza there yeah, was pepperoni because i mean i even if you're one or twelve, 
I don't even. I don't think I had. I don't think I was ever offered pork that young. Because I guess at that around that age, you're around people. Yeah, similar. yeah, yeah. You kind of forced to be around people that yeah, are, yeah. your parents choose you to be around. You know? Yeah. So why so late for like a rack of ribs? That's kind of like. I didn't live, bro. Because it was no, because it wasn't. It wasn't like I was. It wasn't like you, a, you don't seek it out. Like, you know, like, I did a crusade from the religion. I was like, oh, wow. You know, <laughs> fuck Islam. I'm going to go out. I'm going to have pork. I'm going to drink. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it was just more so, like, if it presented itself. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't going to say no to a pepperoni pizza. I wasn't going to say no yeah. to ribs. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So it's that kinda, makes sense. Yeah. Can't imagine, you know? That's funny. Oh. But, I mean... I think we are what we are at. Dude, we're like two hours in. I didn't yeah. think I didn't think the episodes would be this long. I just want to say that uh, uh, Ahmed, thank you very much for having a very intellectual conversation. No, I appreciate you having that, me. That definitely made at least talking to you much more interesting. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate else. that. Yeah, I like our first guest. What? <laughs> finish, finish your sentences. What? Um, my oh, you know. Nothing. I have nothing else to say. I'm done talking, though. Yeah, yeah you finished your sentences. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's on your phone. It's <laughs> Wait, I'll be- the best part is you give me stories. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Thank you. You have life experiences that you can give stories about. And I think that's, yeah. that's worthwhile. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't think I've heard any of this from you before. Like, for as long as I've known you, like, we've, I don't I don't think we've ever talked at this level. So I think it's great. Yeah, no, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. I, I appreciate it. It'll be, it'll be good to, for after a while, like, you know, after your internship, if you still have a year back, that's cool. Yeah, two years of school. Two years long, yeah, because yeah. it's making a six-year degree. You know what? Like, maybe if next summer you're working on the same firm or a different firm, like, I mean, like, even after during middle of school, it'd be cool to see what's changed. I appreciate that. Yeah, That'll be nice. Yeah, when you get that idea for innovating the construction industry, give me a call. <laughs> we'll get a startup going. Maybe we'll shift sure. from a podcast like VC podcast or something. VC podcast. VC podcast. Yeah. Um. You got any uh, methods of how people want to get in contact? Yeah. Like, uh, um, Facebook. Yeah. You trying to be famous? Not really. We are influencers, like, you know. I, I'm just. I'm not really a limelight kind of guy. Attaboy, I, just, I respect that. Same here. Yeah. yeah same here. Just don't like fame. Fame's kind of weird. That's yeah. facts. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, that's sad. No, thanks so much for yeah, coming legit. on the show. And, uh, learned a lot today. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, guys. I learned a lot, too. Yeah, Thank you guys for having me. When you got more stories, we'll have you back, for sure. All right, this thank you. Good. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.